Hello, welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob. This is the Age of Sigmar Monday show, or as I like to say it, it's uh, where we discover where the blood diamonds are, Nathan. Uh, it's where is that what it is? Uh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> you started this off air, and it's like it's like a bad virus that just keeps coming back. This accent that slowly is like, "Hey, did you forget about me? I am accent herpes." <laughs> I watched Blood Diamond for the first time. Jerry, oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, Nathan, I'm joined by Mr. Nathan Prescott. I'm joined by. Sorry, Rob, you're not making it better. Being like, I'm only doing this accent because of the horrifying movie Blood Diamond, based on the true struggles of many people in developing nations. Not helping. But the guys from Zimbabwe, like Nathan, you see. So anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. Uh, Nathan, I'm joined by Mr. Nathan Prescott. Hello, Nathan. Hello. Good evening. Hey, hi. Mr. Dan, unsupervised. How how are you, Dan? I am. I'm fantastic. I'm here and I'm caffeinated. Perfect. And also, our special guest for this Monday, one of the organizers and lead developers of the Tough Crowd organization and global initiative movement, Mr. Jacob Berry from the Rage of Sigmar podcast. Hello, Mr. Jacob Berry. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so nice that you're here. It's lovely to have you here. Thanks. Here's um, all your faces. It's pretty fun to see you. It's mm, good lovely to be, to be back. I'm going to catch up and see how everyone is. I just want to say what up to everyone in the Twitch chat, uh, specifically some people who've already started buying the merch available early this month. A uh, special prize to anyone who does buy the Honest Wargamer bedspread. Unlikely to happen, but excited to do so. Uh, and everyone who's resubscribed, like Johnny Thunder. Rob, is the special prize that you will hand deliver it and then spend a night in the bed with them in the bedspread? Is that the prize? <laughs> no, because we ship internationally. And I don't want to make that commitment. Okay. You're not uh, going to send saying... James to ride his bicycle out to, <laughs> out to Canada? All I'm saying is that if someone clips that statement and removes the question mark from the end of my statement and Rob's response and then puts it on Twitter, if you make it a big enough thing, he has to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Legal. Yeah, it's I mean, completely binding. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh-huh. I'll talk about the merch in a minute, but hello, everyone. Uh, Jacob, are you well? How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy. I've actually played Warhammer in person for the first time in ages yeah. last week and i'm super hyped on it very excited about getting back into tournaments and getting too drunk and going two and three i i saw i saw i really want to talk about that i was obviously i've just done the stat show earlier today so i and i kind of talked about the rise and rise of anthony trentinelli and his ability to cast more and more warp power uh and Look, the it's, bridge. it's it's all because i played poorly i he gets no credit for winning that gt uh he and i played round one and i uh i made the classic mistake of having a plan with bellacore and the plan was turn off nine storm fiends which is a very good plan mm-hmm. and then he told me his battle tactic round two and i said i don't want you to do that with a monster so i turned off thankful which was a bad idea because the, mm. <laughs> the, the storm fiends got to shoot I don't know. I don't know who was in charge of that decision, but he was a dumbass. Hey, look, I I could I could absolutely connect with that. I remember at the Sydney, the first ever Sydney GT, I was playing uh, Dan Brewer, who who is an, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, who is, he's an, he's an exceptional Skaven player, right? And uh, and it was bottom of the turn we rolled for priority i won priority and i looked at the table and i was like fuck yeah like i've got a plan i can do this like i was like all i need to do is shoot that very high odds i kill it great i'm gonna go to the bar and get a drink i went to the bar there was some old like retired piss heads at the bar who bought me a second beer so i had a quick beer with them Walked back to the table 15 minutes later just did totally the opposite of the plan and lost the game in a turn and then afterwards i was like oh Oh, I, I was going to do that. And Dan was like, yeah, I was terrified you'd do that. That would have been a really good plan. It would have totally destroyed me. And I was like, yep, yep. 
Yeah, that's that's it. So I, I mean, I was hideously drunk. That was your first game, though. Is hideously drunk your excuse for not doing it? No, no, hideously incompetent. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> weirdly, weirdly, Jacob, if you, like, well, this will be the point of the show later. But as an American, I feel like if you'd have had a camera on you, you'd have done loads better. That's foreshadowing uh, for some of my feelings later on. But I always do really well with the camera on me. Yeah, perfect. Okay, good. Uh, right, so just in case anyone's wondering what today's show is about, first we're going to talk about, uh, well, first I'm going to find out how uh, my co-hosts are and just catch up on a bunch of stuff, because lots has happened since we've been live. So apologies for everyone, but we've been at World to doing all that other uh, business, or in Marseille Pop for 11 hours, which is just a delight. Or, um, but today's show is going to be about uh, the format for the UK team champions and the world team champions, not world team, oh, the, the UK champs, and the World Champs uh, singles event that we're hosting here next, well, in the next like six weeks, and um, then we're going to be talking about uh, like well, I'm going to be talking about my experiences at Worlds and just kind of catching everyone up on that and just kind of having a debrief because I think there's some really interesting stuff from that um, mm. about whether or not even. Like there's loads, there's loads to talk about. So hopefully uh, everyone who's tuned in will find this uh, interesting. If you listen to the podcast, please do stay hydrated. And if you are watching this back on YouTube, do you leave some comments or just be a general thug? Leave some thug comments, whatever you want to make. Uh, right, okay. Uh, let's start. Nathan, catch me up. How have you been? What have you been doing? I ain't seen you for maybe three weeks. What's happening? Uh, what's happening? Yeah, I've played a couple of games of Age of Sigma. Getting ready for the Brotherhood team tournament. Uh, yeah. Amazing. That's what's basically what's happening. What games did you play Warhammer and what one. is this tournament you're talking about? Uh, so, yeah, Brotherhood team tournament is uh, a team tournament over at Firestorm Games Cardiff. Um, yeah. It's the... It's quite normally quite a busy one, although this one's quite close to Worlds, so I think we've had quite a few people drop out, but yeah, I think there's still 10, 11 teams there. Okay, yeah. They're, six, they're, man, they're... six man teams, so it's decent size field. I was meant to be going, but I dropped from my team, unfortunately. Apologies to Team Lit, um, because I just got... Was like... it because of the name? <laughs> 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 wow, but also, yes. Uh, no, I just got lots to do, and like, and I really want to like uh, recover my life. Uh, I ended up being quite ill afterwards, so last week, um, and so like work that I was going to do there for like branding and other stuff has shifted. So I just don't have the time, uh, which would be good. Plus, so who also, was your replacement? Uh, much better. I was playing Archeon with Varangard, really excited about it. But then Phil Marshall took over, who already plays lots of Varangard and uh, and Archeon, so he's going to be doing much better than me. So that's not an issue. Cool. Uh, are you looking forward? Who's in your team, Nathan? Uh, I uh, I'm in team best friends. Uh, I'm going with Dan Bradshaw. Uh, our captain is Darren, 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 Darren. Yep. Mm. Yeah, it's a strong cap. Yeah, yeah. And then there's so, the Myhill so brothers. Two world champions so far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two, the Myhill brothers. Two world class so, criminals. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I won't. I won't stand for any any slander of of the Myhill family organization. Oh, oh, they actually... run a sanitation business and uh, an auto body shop, and it's on the up and up. I won't hear anything of it. Until the Guy Ritchie film about their life comes out, and in which case you can say what you want. Good, oh yeah, that'll be a great movie. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch that one. Yeah, what actually, you went no. 20-0, You only get meant to get fourteen six. Uh, it wasn't very good, Guy Ritchie, but you know what I You're mean. You're killing it. You're doing so well. That Thanks, was so good, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Uh, sorry, Don't quit I... your day job, though. 
<laughs> Dear God, I wish someone would pay me for the day job. Uh, uh, Nathan, who's the last one in your team? Uh, no, that's not. I've I've made a mistake already. One of the my hills isn't going. Chris okay. has had to Which drop one? out. Chris. Is that Rick? Yeah, we got Rick. That's all you need. <laughs> this, I like that there's a pecking order as well, and I wonder if they know that. You know, like they know who you'd be more disappointed if they dropped out of the team. I mean, there's other My Hill brothers, but those are the two that matter. Uh, right. So, there's are you looking forward? Are you looking yeah. forward to the event, Nate? Yes, I am. Yeah. yeah what army are you taking? I am taking some Iron Jaws and Iron Iron Sons Iron Jaws with double Iron Fists. Are you hoping to do better than our team tournament? Yeah. Uh, what, what? Where did we come? Second. Second. Third. We came second. Second. Yeah, we came second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Out yeah, of like five. It was terrible. Came, came second in a one-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay. Uh, looking forward to it. So yeah, be good. The uh, oh. first time to going to Firestorm as well since the it's new moved. one. Oh. Well, we say new, but I'm sure it's moved there a while ago. Isn't it? Only when? in the past year. That's like. It's a massive upgrade, Jacob. Okay. It's, it's an old car, uh, so it's in Wales, and it's an old uh, used car sales room. So it's got kind of like there's a you know where they had like a, a, like a car on a spinny plinth. It, now it's yes. just got like a box of models spinning on it. Like it's, it's yeah. way too ostentatious for. I love just the a idea. single techless model spinning. Yeah, the and I, I love that the old techless as well. Yeah, <laughs> the place the place must come with an out of work used car salesman as well, who's just like walking around and being like, "Oh, guys, hey, um, have you seen?" The, and he's just like trying to flog old armies and like decrepit models and stuff like that. He's like, "This will get you all the way to the top five and zero oh, for sure." And you're like, "It's." It's not. Is that Swift Hawk agents? I don't even think that's an army anymore. And he's like, no, no, no. So many arrows come out of this thing. <laughs> oh, oh, Lex. I met Lex at the weekend. Okay, Nate. Also, oh, anyone, you... if anyone's listening, uh, firestormgames.co.uk, try using uh, code HELAN at checkout and see what happens. <laughs> That's a fucking deep oh, law yeah. joke. That's yeah. good. Uh, that's great. Uh, <laughs> Dan, how have you been? You've been well? Uh, good. Look, I won't. I won't tell a lie. The show that I've been working on uh, has uh, basically just tapped my mind, body, and soul, uh, and unfortunately, not in a positive way. It's been uh, some shows you work on, and they're smooth, they're buttery, they're lovely, and you can't wait to the next season, which is uh, actually the next show that I'm going on starting in July. Very, very excited about that. The one I'm on at the moment um, is like uh, I don't know if anyone's played the Punisher video games. Mm. There's a, a, a scene where he throws someone in like a glass. A recycler and that's kind of what i feel like i feel like i've been thrown bodily into a a recycling bin uh that has ground me up with a bunch of broken glass uh but uh the the flip side is that i'm finally finally like scratching out a little bit more hobby time and i'm getting back into things that i've been missing for the last few weeks um very devastating news last night was that i went to do some more slap chopping i was very excited and uh i'd run out of black spray so I, I sat there and I looked impotently at all my models uh, and, and just wept, wept openly. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good. I'm digging it. I put out a dumb tweet on Twitter saying that like the slap chop method is so easy you could use it blank and then let people fill in the blanks. And now I'm going through and doing the things that people suggested. Uh, so I've, I've slap chopped while in a bubble bath which the humidity was a slight issue there. Um, 
Uh, I've slap chopped while reconnecting with my absent father, who isn't absent, I should say, and was very confused by the fact that I called him acting like he was an absentee father while painting models. And he was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, where did you go? And he's like, I... I didn't leave. You left. You 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 moved to Canada, and I was like, "Yeah, but did you think about how that would affect me?" Um, so that was an uncomfortable conversation to have. Uh, we we patched things up afterwards. A lot of people messaging about my mum. I don't know what the obsession is with my mum, but a lot of people being like, "Slap chop so easy." Your mum could uh, no Dan's mum could do it specifically. Wow. Uh, so I'm getting mum a bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm shipping it back over to Australia, and I'm gonna basically just link her the video and be like do Warhammer and see how she does. Oh, that would be uh, great. That yeah, would be great still, if she did it's that. It's cheaper to buy all the Warhammer things in Canada and ship to Australia than it is to just buy from an Australian vendor, right? It's actually, it's cheaper to buy your own plant, make your own molds, <laughs> spin out your own models, box, shrink wrap, and then get a distribution agreement than it is to buy Warhammer in Australia. Well, I heard um, a funny joke about the cost of uh, cocaine in Australia, that it's cheaper to fly to South America, do all the cocaine, and come back to Australia than it is to buy that same amount of, of cocaine. It's like what it, you, do, it, you people do, Jacob, with medicine. Uh, no, we don't do any of that. And it's what the founding fathers would have wanted. Shame on you, Jesus is crying. Uh, <laughs> Jesus is crying. That's well, true. so true, true story, right? As someone I worked with in film, um, like uh, editing software and Apple Macs were so expensive. He flew from Australia to the US in duty free, bought like Final Cut Pro and a MacBook, got back, didn't even leave the airport, back on his return flight, flew back. And it's like, so it was like two, three days of his time to save $1,500 buying a new Mac. Like it was cheaper to buy the return flights and the software and the Mac in the airport in America than it was to buy it in Australia. Yeah, I think that's going to be a lot of people in the UK onions. He was just terrified the whole time he was there. He was like, yeah. if I break an arm, I'm bankrupted, though. <laughs> Danger. <laughs> that's why he got straight up. But, he's, but he's free to be bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> it was his choice. Yeah, uh, not to jump the queue, because I want to see how Jacob was, but I actually am in the process of printing two new armies. Um, having like you, we were we weren't live. Uh, I don't think we've done a show. Me and Nathan went to a tournament. I took my very first uh, th fully three D printed army to an event, forty one pound eighty p to take my army to the event, uh, and it generally was received quite nicely, which I enjoyed. But I'm um, just just talking about new armies, Dan. I'm currently in the process of printing two new ones. I'm doing a, a Kislev themed army uh, and Ooh. also an undead army um, from two different designers. So this will be cool. uh, looking forward to it. Are those undead hoplites? Uh, no, 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 not undead hoplites. No, 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 frozen, <laughs> frozen hoplites for Kislev. Yeah, <laughs> no, not frozen. No, like they're like they they're effectively just rip off uh, Kislevian models from like Total War. Um, but I think they look, Yeah, yeah, the Ursa Empire from Titanforge, and then the other ones are from Best Aryan Miniatures. Um, and they're they're yeah, I know you know they're they're super good, and they've got like uh, the undead Kaladin Keep, and they've got just got some outrageously awesome models. I currently not hundred percent certain what I'm going to use them as. Tempted by Oziarchs, but a bit of a boring army. Um, or maybe do like a kind of like Kitbash Cities of Sigmar thing. I don't know yet. We'll see. Uh, but anyway, I just uh, happened to jump cool. on the queue there. And I'd just like to, to end by throwing out a public apology to uh, Mamdare and the folks of Prince George. I can't come to the Prince George's GT, sadly, because that weekend my mum is coming to visit. 
so oh, nice. Uh, All the yeah. way from Australia. She was, she was she was meant to come for her birthday. I was like, come on, she's she's insane and travels and rides motorbikes everywhere. So I was like, come on out, there's lots of Canada to explore in America. And she was like, Yeah, and then Quickly COVID she hit. flies to uh, see you though. Sorry? Quicker if she flies to see you than drive a bike. It's it's a lot better, yeah. Uh, driving a motorbike along the oceans, you have to wait until they line up all of the shipping containers at the same time so that you can just go straight. And that only happens like once every couple of years when they block the um the the straight. You know, when the evergreen goes... <laughs> uh, Nathan's blocked loads of straights since we've been gone. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate um, that. So uh, when that happens, I'll, I'll get her to do some live slap chopping and we'll see perfect. how that goes. Uh, yeah. Jacob, uh, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks. Are you Thanks. well? Hi, I'm Jacob from the Rage of Sigmar podcast, repping the tough crew crowd. Tough crowd crew. Tough crowd wow. forever. Forever tough crowd. Wow. Um, I'm doing well. I'm home from San Antonio uh, about a week ago and glad to be out of Texas, but missing Warhammer and my friends. Um, and what have I been working on? You didn't ask the question, but I'm answering it anyway. Nothing. Uh, my bag is still packed from my tournament a week ago. I haven't even taken the clothing out. It's sitting on the floor where I was trying to find my AirPods. Uh, and uh, Beasts of Chaos are very strong, but still die to a stiff breeze. And Bellacore is a much more difficult piece to use than I thought before. Because, see, you have to roll three ups. And if you can't do that you're going to be in trouble. So very, very finesse piece. Space Marine players should play Bellacore. Yeah, just in case there's someone who's new, what does the three-up do? Oh, sorry. Uh, So Bellacore is a model in Age of Sigmar. (laughs) He is from the Slaves to Darkness (laughs) faction. He's basically a super demon prince. He's got 14 wounds on a four-up save, ethereal. He moves 14, and he brackets down every four. Um, He has an ability called the Dark Master, and at the start of your opponent's hero phase, you pick a unit that's on the table. And at the beginning of each phase, including that phase, that hero phase, until your next hero phase, you roll a three up. And if you hit the three up, they can't move, shoot, attack, use command abilities, cast spells, use prayers, unbind. They can, I think, dispel still, which is sort of weird. Um, that is weird. But yeah, so you, you can effectively reliably stop things from happening. Like, oh, there's Kragnos. I don't want him running over here. I'm going to put it on Kragnos. Oh, no, I rolled a two, so you get to run forward. Oh, no, I charged him. That was my bad. But then, oh, no, you know, you. I rolled another. I rolled a one, so he gets to attack and take off all my toys. So if you can't roll a three up, you're in trouble. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like, it, it seems super fun uh, to use. Um, and feels no. like it. No, it, it's stressful. feels like it's if so anyone stressful. had that. Because he gives up, like, you kill him, and there's just two bonus points right away, right? One for prime target and one for for being a monster but like actually genuinely i do think bellacore is sort of a test of how well you understand the board and your opponent's strategy and army mm. um and if you can't execute on those things or you get too drunk to stay focused on what you should be doing uh he's he's a liability turns out uh, an ethereal four up is not as strong as it sounds because you can't improve it ever and mm. in the in the meta we're in rolling a four up for a save is not reliable no no, not reliable at all. So, you, fun experience. This was at the Slambo GT, right? This was at the... Oh, I really want to run with this bit that Joe and I did on our podcast last night. It was at the Alamo GT put on by the Hangover Heroes of Texas. That's the tournament that used to be in, in San Antonio uh, in Warhammer Fantasy Days. Yeah, it was a Slambo GT put on by Dan Norris and the Sons of Slambo. 
um, they're probably all shouting Slambo at their their computer because someone would shout Slambo and everyone else would shout Slambo after that. And then all the Tough Crowd guys would just shout Polo. Uh, it was a good time. It was really good time. <laughs> okay, Slambo. Someone shouted it in the chat. So, okay, good. Uh, fun time. Was it your first time down in Texas playing Warhammies with the guys? You've been down there before. No, I just I just told you we used to go to the Alamo GT put on by the Hangover Heroes of Texas uh, back in Warhammer Fantasy days. But my first time going for AOS, yeah. Um, I've met some of those guys at Adepticon and I, probably in like 2018, pre-COVID. Um, yeah, it was a good show. There was almost 100 players. It was a lot of fun. Uh, different clubs brought um, a couple tables worth of terrain. It was a very fun environment. Uh, it was very hot, which was not good. Um, and the venue wouldn't sell me a keg, which was also not good. But I know they're changing the venue for next year. Oh, no, you think I'm kidding. I tried to get I tried to buy a keg or two. No, um, I'm I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing because I believe you didn't try. I'm laughing because you rocked up and were like, "Hey, do you know what's a more cost-effective way of doing this? Like, we're gonna drink a keg's worth anyway, so we may as well just go straight to the store." I I love. I'm actually loving the logical step of it, not the act in and of itself. I'm I'm offended that you don't recognize the fact that I I hit them up. I called in person two months ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> ask if I could purchase a couple kegs, and they quoted me. They quoted me an extra fifteen hundred dollars to clean out their their keg lines. Which funny story, because they're like they quoted me this exorbitant amount of money on top of the cost of the kegs. I show up. They're um, they're only serving beer in bottles. I'm like, oh, what's what's going on with that? You guys don't have your kegs up? They're like, yeah, we haven't had it running since the beginning of COVID. So they wanted to pass the cost of doing their own damn maintenance onto me, and they wouldn't oh. tell me so. Hey, Cunning. oh my god. I wish I it sounds like the Czech Republic. Like I can't wait to tell you about that. Uh except like, the beer is so cheap in the Czech Republic. If it's available, great point. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> this sounds cool. This sounds horrifying and I'm not Yeah, hey, Rob, let's, let's, uh, let's pivot off of my story and talk about you some. So you went to Worlds. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not yet. That's not yet. That's not yet. Uh this is our first show back. What up, everyone? Uh, Jacob, uh, lovely to have you on the show. Okay, so just a quick roundup uh, because we haven't had an opportunity. So kind of quick rapid fire round because um, some stuff has been released. Since we were last on air, uh, the Daughters of Cain book has been released in full. Jacob, I know you're a big, uh, a big uh, Daughters of Cain fan. How do you feel about the book, like, you know, kind of snapshot? Everything is gooder except for Life Takers, which sucks because I did that great video with you where we, we talked about how great Life Takers are. Everything is better. Avatars are better, uh, Cauldrons are better, Marathi is better, the whole army is better, except Life Takers, which don't get rend on the charge now. Get fucked, Life Takers. <laughs> get fucked. Okay, so the whole army better, and they didn't take, uh, they didn't take, um, uh, like, they didn't make Marathi and the Bow Snakes go away, but then they made everything else better, which is an interesting design choice. It's it's the Ideneth design choice, right? Make everything better so eels aren't actually the problem anymore. The entire army is just great. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great. And um, also, battleline shadow stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh should be. They should. I always said this. They should just always present battle tomes to people and see what their just physical reactions are. If that laugh occurred, I'd be like, "Okay, boys, that's a mistake." Yeah, we need to. This is <laughs> not the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, because if, if you see someone do this when they're looking at it, they're like, if if like they look through the battle line and they go, "Hmm," you're like, "Oh, okay, we didn't do a great job." And if they're like, huh you're like oh okay there's some interesting the, the wheels are turning if they make that laugh they should be like cancel the print 
Cancel the print. Just wherever it is, go to China, shred it up, turn it back into paper. Let's print something else on it. I don't want to. Maybe I, that's I, what happened. Maybe that's what happened with Sylvaneth book way back in the day. They like went out there. It was too good, so they went out there, good, shredded yeah. it, made it awful, and then put it out. And instead, I, they decided to do three Lumineth books in two years. Yeah, that's are you excited? That's you get a new happened. one in like a month and a half, right? Yeah, yeah. You're I, 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 we haven't yeah. talked about that yet. Okay, Your Nathan. Any, thought, any thoughts on Daughters of Cain, Nathan? Uh, no, I didn't realize that that's what had happened. So I got, but yeah, I so mean, they kept everything, everything, and then better. they made everything better. And they've made Shadowstalkers Battleline. I did yeah. play against Shadowstalkers the other day at that tournament that we went to, and I was like, these guys are fucking good. It's for not. What they it's are. not what you're gonna see. You're gonna see. You're gonna see so many more uh, Blood Sisters, the Fighting Snakes, because they yeah. can fight on death, and they are better at mortals now. Yeah. And there's dumb wording about it happening every phase. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it's going to be great. There has been an issue that's come up. Um, that is uh, that they have some very easy-to-achieve battle tactics. There's an entire mm. show, which we're actually going to do next week, where we talk about battle tactics. And what we're going to talk about is the fact that um, that battle tactics inside books means that you aren't really playing on an even playing field. There's haves and have-nots. And also, effectively, uh, it's much easier for some people to max secondaries and other people's it's not. But you also don't really understand the game state. You can't really deny stuff. I don't know. Like, mm. There's a big conversation there. Uh, Dan, you got any thoughts on that? But we'll do that properly uh, next week. Yeah, uh, super quickly. I do have thoughts on it. And I think that it's a like it, what it needs to be is an addition comp, potentially, that you can only once per game use a battle tactic that's uh, like special to your army. I think that that would make things very, very different. Like your your book can have multiple. You can only ever use one, um, uh, because then otherwise, because you're exactly right. It's not there. The best thing about this new edition's release is that everyone was made equal, meaning we're all in the same playing field. We're all going for the same things. And even though monsters might have been better or worse or whatever the, the hell you want to go, everyone was even. And then when you start letting people pretty much play the entire game without going for a shared objective, you you kind of uh, you take away that balance. And yeah, Doc basically like they just look at their book and they're just like, mm, that one. Ah, yeah, I can do that this turn. Yeah, yeah. So it's I think that's going to be an interesting convo like next week. I don't think that's a conversation for now, Futurous. but it's Futurous. it's it's relevant. Uh, we know there's a new Lumineth Realm Lords book coming out. That's pretty exciting. We've started to see some Sylvaneth uh, information coming out of GW. So we think that that Sylvaneth book is going to be soon as well. So that's pretty fun. Hello to first time chatter um, saying that Chaos Dwarves aren't a real army. They absolutely are. Um, how dare you? Uh, so I think that's all of the un GHB is on the way. So that seems to be kind of like a quick snapshot roundup of the state of Age of Sigma as it is at the moment. I don't think I've missed anything overly relevant beyond that. I don't know if anyone's got anything that they feel might be in addition. Oh, <laughs> there's also chess clocks versus sand timers, but we'll never talk about that for the history of time. Uh, I don't think. Quick one, Nathan. Chess clock or hourglass sand timer? What's your, what's your decision? Big, big uh, clock or big sand? Can I just use a stripy candle? Yes, you can. Dan? Thank you. Okay, better better than the stripy candle. One above the stripy candle. Old school alarm clocks was a candle and they'd hammer an, a weighted nail into the side. And what would happen is when it burnt down to a certain level, the wax would get lit, like soft and the nail would fall out and clang onto a metal plate. Those are our new timing clocks. You light the candle and when you hear the dong, it means that your turn's over. Perfect. I'm in. And then, Jacob, your final one? That's all about candles. Yeah, uh, big, big cock sounds fine. 
Yeah, big cocks, good, excellent. Okay, excellent. We, I think we've, I think we've covered all of the gamut of that conversation very succinctly in minutes. Uh, all right, so that's kind of the state of agency Mar as is. New GHB, uh, new points. Uh, there's rumours or some pretty significant rumours that there's also going to be uh, rules changes as well. But obviously, we don't know what any of that is, so there's no point speculating. Um, okay, right. So first thing to talk about today, if you guys don't mind, um, is we're going to be talking about uh, the. Uh, AOS UK team chat no AOS uh, the US it's not the masters because I can't say it's the masters but right the AOS UK champs and then the world champs team uh, like not team I keep saying team I'm fucking I've like drilled into my brain format for the event and it's quite cool so I'm going to talk about it with you guys now if you guys are interested mm-hmm. um, yeah I'm glad you said yes. If you said no, I would no, be like, no, oh, dear. Yeah. all of that. Yeah. That should be a, that should be one show that it should just be like, nah. Thanks. Just watch it like, So Just get it done. Directed by Rob Simons. <laughs> That's just it. Right, so the quick bit, if you guys aren't aware, is we've obviously been tracking the event results from around the world, or not me, Ziggy and Rob have been tracking them from around the world uh, for the past year since Age of 3 started, and now we have global worldwide uh, rankings, which is super cool and super fun. So these are the most, uh, the, these are the best performing players. I, I don't like to say best players because I think that that's actually a bit disingenuous, but best performing players uh, in the past year. Um, and then we've taken 16 from the U- from only the UK rankings and 16 from the world rankings and we've invited them to separate events, uh, which is cool. And so I think we've got most of them confirmed now. Some people can't make it, like unfortunately Gavin can't make it, for instance, for the Worlds, which would be such a, sh- a huge shame. But for the format, same with Anthony, right? Yeah, same, Anthony yeah, Anthony, yeah, Anthony can't make it yeah. as well because Anthony just snuck in. He got two five O's like, like last two weeks of the deadline. Yeah, like, he's a fucking monster. Yeah, and he did it both gun. with Skaven. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then he finger gunned. But there's a bunch of people that like can and can't make it. But we're gonna get two sixteen person events based on the rankings, which is cool. And then maybe next year with a little bit of lead time, people will be more aware of it, and maybe they can book it into a holiday and schedule. Maybe we'll try and make it coincide around worlds at the same time as well maybe not depending so that when people travel from let's say australia or america they can kind of do all in one trip try and make it all work let's see in the future but for now it's top 16s but how do you get 16 people playing because over a five round tournament you have if 16 you have eight winners four winners uh two winners and then uh by round four you have like one ultimate winner so it kind of it's just a bit it's, it's not that fun. So Ziggy and Rob kind of put their heads together and they came up with a cool little system, which if you're a fan of sports ball, won't be particularly new to you. But the way it works is uh, whoever's first, second, third and fourth in the rankings uh, be- goes into pot one. Yeah, Whoever's fifth, sixth, seventh and eighth goes into pot two and then it carries on. So there are four pots. Really simple. And then what we do is you take everyone in pot one, which is kind of the top pot, and each one of them goes into a group. So you've got four groups. And then we randomly draw the other three parts into the groups. So then you get four groups made up of the, the 16 people. Jacob. One person this from was each the pot. longest way to explain pool play without saying the word pool. I was about to say, like, literally, just how how often can we avoid the word pool? Is it because it's too cold in England to have pools and go swimming, so you've never used that word? Yeah, we use pots instead. Pots is better. Why? It's, Why it's more doing... Age of Sigma. You swim in a pot. You I go down to the local pot and do five lengths. I think since COVID, no one wants to be in a pool. 
is what, what I'm about thinking. cauldrons? What about cauldrons? Like, <laughs> sit, like four men and women in a pot seems uncomfortable. There's the butcher and the baker and the candlestick maker. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. 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 yeah, this isn't where I thought you'd take issue. I'm actually quite shocked. Uh, but <laughs> this is where it started. <laughs> I plant my flag on the name of this system. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, but um, it, really simple. And Jacob, you seem to know loads about this. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I assume they play round robin first day, three games, and then day two, the winners of each pool play in a single elimination. Yes, uh, exactly that, which I think is genuinely really, really exciting from like a coverage perspective, um, yeah. like because obviously we get to do the show where we do the, the, the draw from the pots to the pools mm. or the groups. Uh, and then, yeah, day one. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the pot. Okay, okay. Can I make oh, a suggestion just, to, just for clarity, just for yeah. clarity? Why don't we call stage one pots? I'm okay with that. Stage two, cauldrons. <laughs> no, because okay, like, you go like, from a pot to a group. That's dumb. That's dumb. I hate that. Wait. That's not a logical step. Like, why would um, you go from one naming no, convention you go from, to a different convention? No, you go from convention? seeding. You, just go, you go from seeding into pools back into a seeded Swiss. Yeah. Why are we making up new words for things? Because I that's what we like to do. Man. When we do the pairings and it's all marbles... Then we're going to put gonna them in the liver mind. lilies, and then from there, they're going to switch out into they're, the jumper They're cheerio, yes, and then we're going to How pop them in the jumper Wow, Wow, lots of, lots, of, lots, lots of negative thoughts coming my way. But I don't mind. We'll all be back at the dojo soon, doing the draw, so it'll be okay. Um, oh, Rob, you make me so happy. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> anyway, so as Jacob was... As, Sorry, uh, Yozza in the chat has said, seeds go into pops, which grow into flowers. So obviously, group three is petals. Right, <laughs> and then they go into bees, uh, and then your bees land and collect the pollen, which they then go to a new flower. So then your finals are the buds. Yeah, this is it. This is perfect. Uh, Dave, what what they first... use the the bees use the nectar from the flowers to make honey, so you end up back in a pot. In the so comb. No, you end up in the comb. Love yeah. each other very much. One of them takes their pistol and rubs it on the other one's stamen, and from there. <laughs> yeah. this is why during during my hiatus i was like what is the monday show and it's this yeah and i'm not letting it it could just be this now and that's good yeah that is the goodness anyway this is why this is why i haven't been on in, in a year and i won't be on for another two years <laughs> this is all we need uh right so yeah obviously on day one so once everyone's been put into groups on day one they'll all play everyone from their group which is really fun from like a reporting perspective because mm. you can kind of like you, you there's some rivalry growing up going into that right like group one group two group three i think that's really fun from like a very kind of like very media focused kind of event mm. um and i think that'll be really yeah i'll really enjoy that uh and i hope everyone at home will enjoy that and then as jacob pointed out and as everyone else pointed out as well <laughs> out. then everyone any everyone who wins their group at the end of day one goes on to play it like play for the win basically now everyone mm. who doesn't win their group they get to play for other positions at the tournament on day two um, but like it's all about that kind of day one performance, which I think is quite interesting. So lots of prep and planning for these people mm. before they get into their group stages. So it's kind of like a, a microcosm of, I guess, uh, playing the whole event so they can really bury Why down. not? Why not do coverage of a narrative event with the other 12 players, Rob? Why not cover narrative events, Rob? I should. I should. And in the future, I will. I can't wait for those 100 to 200 people uh, uh, narrative events for me to go to. They must be everywhere. I... 
surprised i haven't seen any recently I, we didn't have to do this i'm sorry it's okay it's okay i love uh, them i wish they were no there. like I, I know i'm giving shit about the name i'm actually genuinely thrilled to watch this like that that it's it's a dynamic system to watch like as you say instead of just being like bang 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 this is where it is uh it's yeah it's really i'd be keen to watch it so i don't you... know i don't know if i've seen this anywhere else yet like obviously it's not like mm. a new system but it's i don't know in if I've fifa seen... dude it's yeah, in yeah. like every <laughs> system. I don't know if I've seen this at an Age of Sigmar event, Jacob. <laughs> That's what I meant. But no, but I, I, the thing I like is that so often in in coverage and in events, you kind of know where things are landing, where things are going to be by round four, or like it's like only these two are really playing for the win, and then it's just public interest as to where everything else falls i'm super excited about this because there's different levels of achievement that you can play for and i think that's the thing that i i find uh disappointing sometimes is how often like you know like you might go into an event you get shit mixed the first two rounds and you're like ah and it kind of takes the wind out of your sails a little bit if you thought you wanted to play for the win i like that there's every step like if, even if you don't win your pool in your pot sorry uh you have something to play for something to go for and there's still strategy there's still competitiveness and there's still camaraderie as well i i dig it i'm keen to watch it i yeah i will i'm now i've just said that that means i can go back to giving you shit about it but i just want to be clear that that i i'm thrilled i'm excited i think that's gonna be i think for coverage like and 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 that's kind of like the interested element is designing is designing an event so coverage feels more relevant nathan you got any thoughts on uh the system as is no, I um, mean yeah, that's a tried and tested, tried, uh, tried and tested way of conducting uh, a sports thing, and seeing as it's a sports thing, and I, I do like that you use pot. Obviously, Nottingham is one of the capitals of pot in the UK, so yeah, go for it, buddy. It yeah, is. Yeah, that's yeah. actually that's actually true. Yeah. St Anne's great place for pot. St. Anne's is a great place for all sorts, mainly a good stab in. Can I, uh, can I check, Rob, will you be hiring private security to go around and mace viewers attempting to watch the show? Um, what, in person? Yeah, yeah. The venue's, like, too, uh, the, the venue's slightly too small for uh, there being any... A good uh, macing. That's... Yeah, yeah. Are you no, talking, but you... I know that th that seems to be something that Europe's into right now, so I just figured oh, that the UK English would fans. be like... Yeah. yeah, so I assume that anyone who's watching it randomly, they might just get like a... at the door, and then you open it, and there's just a, a guy there that goes... <laughs> and squirts you in the eyes and then leaves. I assume that's how that works? Yeah, yeah. I actually really actively encourage Mason, all football fans, if possible, like, <laughs> yeah. keep them out of city centres. Uh, but that's a whole different convo. Anyway, um, okay. Uh, I'm looking forward to this as a system. I think this, this is actively uh, encourages some stuff. And I wanted to explain it to everyone, just in case they weren't aware of it, like me, who had to have it explained to him. Uh, to him, they, they were like, it's like football. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And it's also it's also present in a lot of esports. Like uh, mm. competitive Super Smash Brothers does pool play before going into brackets. I think it's a I think it's a really good way. Like Dan said, it sort of gives meaning to to players who are zero and two because they could be facing the player who's two and zero, and they've got the chance to knock that person down and keep that person out of the the bracket if they if they play well game three. Mm. Yeah, personally, really looking forward to it. 
I think it's a fun little system. Looking forward to see how people do with it. And also there's going to be that actual pressure where the semi-final will be the semi-final. I know like a lot of the US mm. events, what they do is they do a three-day event uh, because they have 8 billion people play at their event or something. Um, sorry, a three-day event and 18 rounds uh, where everyone is exhausted. But I feel like this is... Uh, um, we, and we don't know the final players for each yet. I think that's still just being confirmed. Uh, and these are planned for the first one is the 18th and 19th of June. So only about two, three weeks away, three weeks away uh, for the first uh, for the UK Masters. And then two weeks after that is the World Masters, not Masters, Champions. Uh Oh, it's different words. Um, We're going to so, edit this whole thing in post. It's going to be fine. It'll, it'll be, be fine. fine. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll be sorted. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, and I think it'll be fun to watch. And I hope you guys enjoy it. But I just wanted to kind of bring it up and see and just kind of like throw the idea out there see if there's anything that you guys think will work any ideas how we can try and make it be better i think the live draw will be really fun uh yeah. personally and then i think i think just doing co- obviously we live stream the whole thing so i think that'll that'll work out really nice personally i assume everyone's playing the same battle plan uh yes. there's no and, and same thing with terrain terrain's all going to be the same across the board as opposed to where you have light medium dense It'll be so the it, the boards will be what we have here. So like uh, I'll try to keep them. I'll keep as much parity as possible. I might base some of the existing terrain so there's a little bit more parity um, between some of the boards than there are. Uh, but yeah, effectively exactly the same. Yeah. yeah how that, can I can I ask how are you going to draw the pools? Because you, oh, marbles. Like, okay. Because I was going <laughs> to like, uh, have you. Have you considered putting all of the names in an apple, putting all of the apples in a bath, and then going bobbing for apples and like pulling the name up out of the apple? Are you suggesting a hot tub live stream, like live draw? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, well, that's the best way to get the name out of the pot into the pool. Yeah, that, that, also, for it. Uh, that yeah. also puts pressure on the timeline of getting it done because if the bubbles go away, then obviously you're exposed and the channel gets shut down. So you have wow. like a time pressure to get it done too. That's some real Nathan for you business there, Dan. That's very Canadian of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet. Okay, well, if everyone's happy with it, then good, we can move on because that's uh, that feels... That feels that feels positive. I'm looking forward to it personally. Mm. Is anyone uh, is anyone uh, Jacob? Are you rooting for anyone in particular? The UK event because then that's less that's US based. Uh, do you want me to read out some of the people who I know are definitely attending? Yeah, sure. Let's yeah put put the names up. I'll put some names up. I'll give you some. Uh, I'll give you some. Uh, hold on. Uh, also, so, please read them because I can't actually see what what you're casting. <laughs> so so Mike Stewart. Uh, is definitely playing. Uh, so this is the UK. Uh, Matt Davies, so that's Math Mallow. Uh, Matt Goldsborough, Fabian Quinn. Uh, I think Fabian could play. I think Tom could play as well. So Tom Morsley. Laurie can't play. He's just had a kid. Congratulations to Laurie. Uh, Dan Bradshaw, I'm pretty certain he's playing. Phil Marshall, pretty certain he's playing. Owen Jackson, pretty certain he's playing. Richie McCalley from Team England, uh, definitely playing. Uh, Dan Arnold playing. Lee Martin, I think he's playing. No, Lee can't make it. He's based in Scotland. Uh, Dan George uh, can make it. Andy Hughes can that's make two, it. Is that two people? Uh, two so is that far. Dan, Dan and George, yeah. Da, da, yeah, Dan George is one person. No, one person. One they person. play Mangler's Mangler's Squig. He mainly plays. <laughs> <laughs> he plays Mega and Gargants. Uh, yeah, I'm not rooting for him. Yeah. Okay. So, anyone you're rooting for in particular? Uh, probably Dan Bradshaw. Uh, love to see him play Beast of Chaos. Um, and Matt Davies, good dude. Uh, and. Probably Darren. Yeah, I went for Darren. Darren's not in there. Darren's not playing. Darren, oh. Darren didn't play underdog. Well He's an underdog. Underdog, yeah. <laughs> 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 Wild card. <laughs> it's going to be real tough for him coming in, not being at the event, but we'll see how that works out for him. 
Uh, okay, Dan, uh, you anyone you're particularly rooting for? Uh, first of all, just want to say pretty horrified that Australia isn't represented. Um, uh, no, that's just this is the UK one. I know. He said what he said. He said what he said. They're <laughs> also not represented in the world ones, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> I think when you cast the net wider, we're still just on the outside. Uh, ooh, okay, so uh, anyone playing uh, bearded armies? Like, let's talk. Uh, is, who is, I, I'm guessing they haven't committed to lists yet, but who's who's? Because first of all, easy. Obviously, I'd love to support anyone named Dan. Good name, good blokes. Uh, just and Dan or Danielle in any form, I will. They will always get my support. Not, there's not a single guy, beard. Top there's, list. There's not top a single tables. beard in there. Michael plays Seraphon. Uh, Math Mallow play Lumineth or Seraphon. Matt Goldger will play Seraphon. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Fabian oh, maybe Gargan's got beards sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beards sometimes plays megas. I doubt he'll take him to the world, so. Uh, to the temps, I don't know what Fabian would play, actually. Uh, Tom would probably play Nurgle. Uh, Dan would play Beasts. Phil would play Archeon. Owen would play probably OBR. Uh, Richie probably wouldn't play Fire Slayers. Might play Fire Slayers. Yeah. Um, uh, Dan would play Gargants. Andy would play Nurgle. Toby would play LOFP, so Legion of the First Prince. And Mike would probably play Cities of Sigmar. So those are the ones we've got so far. Thanks, Cormac. Cities of Sigmar is, is, is beardy. Cities of Sigmar usually yeah. often has bridge dwarfs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah look. He, okay, he, plays, so he, plays, he plays 90 Phoenix Guard and a, and a Frostheart Phoenix. <laughs> Across. <laughs> 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 so yep uh, we're fine there um, in that case I'm going to go for Mega Gargant Dan because at least their beards are the largest alright good uh, okay that's, Richie that's is probably it. playing Fire Slayers never mind Richie coming in hot <laughs> okay alright Nathan what about if you if he plays Fire Slayers if he doesn't I'm going to kick him in the dick <laughs> Nathan <laughs> what about you <laughs> Uh, I will. Uh, I'll go for my te- fellow team member, yeah, uh, Mr. Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, on, two votes for Dan. Yeah. Okay, great. Three, because right. Dan voted for Dan. Dan said Dan's a good name, so Dan has to be the Dan. Okay, well, I am. I'm voting for no one, as I am the impartial adjudicator. Uh, so that's... I thought this was the honest war gamer. Yeah, Boom, no, roasted. <laughs> Boom, roasted. In which case, I vote for Wildcard Darren. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a trendsetter. Yeah, that's how it works. It would be great if, like, you know, like, in all of those movies, you have the shock, like, the the team can't make it, so they pull out, and in the last minute, they get a replacement player who walks in and is like, you guys ready to do this? He just rocks up with a, with a tray of models, and he's like, boom! He's like, surprise, motherfuckers. Like, I, I want him to pull one of those. No shirt and a Gotrek. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just Gotrek tattooed on his chest. <laughs> right, okay. So that's the event. 18th to the 19th of June will be uh, when you see uh, the first round, but there'll be more information coming soon. Uh, right, okay. So AOS Can you read World... us the world players? Yeah! AOS World Team Championships. Is... Not team! Singles! No, no, no. I'm no, moving the subject on. The next one's oh, Teams. Yeah, I know. What? I know. Right, so I, I was at the AOS World Team Championships. Would you like to hear the journey, my journey? So before, if you guys are here to listen, to, there's actually also going to be an additional show on this where the stats show is going to happen. For instance, uh, I know that there are there were a couple of undefeated players. As we know, Ronya went 11-0 with Nighthorn. Insane. Uh, but also, uh, like... Um, 
uh, Ryan from Malta got 118 out of 120 points with Zinch, one of the very few Zinch armies that was also in attendance. Also, KO went 6-0 as well in the team format. So, like, there are like some really interesting stats to bring out as well as the team breakdown. So, there's going to be a team breakdown for everyone as well to look at. So, that's going to be a separate show. That's not this show. This show is, hey, Rob, what was it like going to a uh, foreign country to be the first person to cover eight tables at once? And the answer is fucking awful no (laughs) i really like how you have us all on to ask you questions then you ask yourself questions and start to answer them all right okay at this point i'll stop please ask me ask me what's your favorite color rob Uh, orange uh i genuinely can i ask so language barrier yeah. How was it to to because when I lived in Italy, I played uh, a tournament in Italy, mm. and between my broken Italian and their broken English, I had a spectacular time. All of my games were great, um, and so I wonder, like in in a event like that, we have such a, a collection of different languages and things like that. Was it was English the kind of like like Latin, Do you all speak Latin? I don't know. Like so the what, tournament. So work? the tournament. The tournament is done in English. Um, gotcha, and, yeah. and I would say that like everyone had excellent English. Like it just didn't feel like I was at a, like I, I was in the Czech Republic with loads of people from different nations. Yeah, mm. like it felt like it didn't feel like that at all. Everyone spoke excellent English, uh, in my personal mm. opinion, except for the Americans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> depending on how much booze they'd had or if the camera was on them, that was very different. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, I flew out with Matt and I flew out with Scrivo. Uh, which was fun. We took a huge amount of ordnance um, and uh, we managed to get through uh, and land in the Czech Republic. We landed on the Tuesday night and this is where, well, we landed in Poland uh, on our, because we thought we had to get the cheapest flights possible. Turns out that wasn't 100% true, but that's a different conversation. Um, like, <laughs> and uh, so we got some pretty bad connections. So we're in Poland for five hours. And then when we landed in Poland, they were like, oh, your stands haven't arrived. Because obviously you need overhead stands to do tabletop coverage. Um, But the way that we organized this was we ordered them from Amazon, which came from Germany and delivered to the Czech Republic, landing on the day that we were there. Um, So the Tuesday. And they arrived uh, at reception. And then the person on reception, which this is kind of foreshadowing, said, this isn't for here and just sent them back. Um, like, so we landed on the Tuesday, hoping to stream on the Wednesday and all of our stands had been sent back. So I'm in Poland, like trying to like, with my laptop open, trying to like organize this thing on Amazon. I tried to ring someone and then I realized, obviously I'm either going to speak to the people in Germany, which is German, or the people in the Czech Republic, which is Czech, neither of which I have like, obviously passing, I can speak them. Yeah. But not like, (laughs) no. Really, <laughs> but not with the not with like the ability to organize. What does passing mean? Part, you... Like I can, I can, you know, I can ask uh-huh. for a, a cheese kebab and stuff, um, but or a bratwurst. <laughs> I can ask you for call a bratwurst. up Amazon and you're like, I need a large sausage, and they're like, yeah. I think you've called the wrong <laughs> package S- delivery service. Sir, why do you keep saying Verstappen to us? That's not it's not a word. <laughs> that's it's a name. No, no, no. Yeah, we were in Krakow actually, uh, which was nice. Um, anyway, but then I spoke to Adam uh, Adam Slovak, so he's the captain of the Czech Republic and one of the organisers of the event. It's a bit on the Lo- nose, isn't it? Lovely human being, and he was like, don't worry, I'm going to ring him. And then he rang the, the office there in Czech, and then he was like, look, bro, it's not coming today, but it is coming tomorrow. And I was like, okay, fair enough, can't. So we already knew that we weren't going to be able to get the stands that day, which is a bit mm. of a shame. Um, so then we landed in the venue, and this is where things 
This is where things take a fucking turn, right? We landed uh-huh. in you... Top Hotel Praha. Yeah, well, we didn't land there. We landed in Prague Airport, and then we. I was going to say, like, the plane was like, yeah, yeah. We were we got delivered in a Harrier jump jet. It was intense. Yeah, it was it was insane. And uh, and Darren, I've sent you videos. Uh, I think I've sent all your videos. Nathan, I might not have sent you a video yet. How can I describe it? So obviously, communism was a big deal at one point, um, and this place was designed with that in mind. Uh, it felt like all of the oligarchs of the 60s must have, have gone there. This hotel had 900 rooms, Dan. A hotel oh with, God. yeah, 900 rooms. It had six Congress halls, which the hall we were in had the 200-person Age of Sigmar event, a huge stage, and an additional 100-person 40K event. And there were still acres of room to spare in one Congress of six Congress halls. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> This place wow. was, so was vast. quite a big building then. Yeah. Pretty fucking big. And it's Okay, smelled... okay, okay, but like yeah. hold on. Did it have a bowling alley? It did. Did it have a competitive hide and seek tournament? It could have, because yeah. so you know yeah. how in a lot of modern uh like apartments and buildings they have that thing where um if no one has walked through a hallway for a while, the lights turn off. Mm. Just oh this, no! This, so you could just walk down, and it was like. Kung, 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 kung. Apart from no, this hotel just had the lights off at night. Good Did they have the like, lights off in the day? Yeah, you'd be like, oh, I best. Yeah, they need them in the day. Like, you'd be like, oh, I best go. Uh, maybe I want to walk to my room or the Japanese water garden, which was also there. Um, and uh, and you would need to turn your phone torch on. Anyway, you got there, and it was amazing. There was a car in reception. Obviously, Jacob, I've been to LVO, so I know that like a big American uh, hotels, they have those incredible foyers. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was the same in Texas. Yeah, you get it. Like America's the same. It was the same. But this, I don't know. If You've America been to had... my house. Come on. It, yeah, it had. So it was all you gold. Got a car in your house for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. There was all. There was all. It was all gold with like marble flooring, and then there was like, uh, there was paintings. One painting was like of meatloaf, I think. Um, there was a. There was a. There was a. Ah, uh, yes. The traditional just, entryway just painting. Just real leftover. All leftover enthusiasts. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows what the back rooms are, but if you research the back rooms, it was it was like being in the back rooms, and um. It's kind of like an urban myth. Uh, anyway, the hotel sounds was, really inappropriate. Yeah, the hotel was wild, um, and like, but it, it really served a purpose. I want to kind of like really talk about the apart from a couple of things. One, there was an Indian restaurant inside of the place, yeah, that never opened, even though it had three hundred people staying there for a tournament. There was also a beer pub, that was the name of it, which also never opened. <laughs> yeah, beer not one pub, time. Yeah right okay. uh, yeah. there was there was a there was a pool and a sauna and some other stuff which i didn't attend um but the based on the quality of everything else i was like i'm not sure about that but the the, the i think the key takeaway was the pub or the bar closed at 5 30 at night ah uh, yes that's that's the time when people want to stop <laughs> drinking so that makes sense to me yeah yeah, yeah, five thirty at night, and then uh, for the first day there wasn't any beer, and the second day there was beer, and then they ran out of beer, uh, which was uh, which I found very amusing because I don't think that they were really expect. Like Jacob, if you turned up with two kegs, you'd have made so much fucking money. 
Yeah? You'd have just been in a pirate hat, fucking pouring beers. No one would have noticed you for a start. You could have got lost in one of the side rooms. One of the many side rooms. Um, uh, I, I think that the best thing about that is that clearly either they didn't understand the assignment or it was never explained to them. Like, no one was like, hey, so you're going to have... Americans, Englishmen, Australians, the Irish, Scots, and then all of the other European nations. So that you're you're collecting the most alcoholic nations of the world and bringing them here in a competitive team format. There's one thing they're going to compete at outside of war dollies, and that's going to be drinking. So you need just all of the beer, just all of it. Did and they have? As... Did they at least have like stocked the amount of Olympic condoms that you need for events like this? <laughs> <laughs> they should have. They really well, should. As, Based... as, as uh, I see, I two of my very very close <laughs> friends and two uh, wonderful War Dolly warriors, uh, D and V, who are over here in in Vancouver. Um, they they V is is her family is Czech, and so they regularly tell me stories about it and just about when they go and visit and the truly staggering horse killing amounts of beer that they have plied and access to, which is why I find it shocking that given that it sounds like every other experience people have over there is that they're like, please God, just let me drink water, and you guys were like, please God, just let me drink beer. Like, well, I just, no, it's... actually, so on that point. On that point, a uh, little side note. So when we got there, so the aircon uh, wasn't on. Uh, and this this huge, this hall was vast and it was very warm. So we tra- we set up on the Saturday, uh, sorry, on the Tuesday night. Um, and we were like, oh, this is this is a bit warm. And then the, the organisers, so this is uh, Matus from Game Mat EU and Adam were like, look, there's loads of drinks. We bought you loads of drinks and there's a fridge over there and we'll keep loads of drinks in there for you all week. And I was like, that's great of you guys. Thank you so much. And I'd like to just thank them both personally now. They were wonderful. They were so helpful in so many different ways. So shout out to them. GameMat.eu, um, use... Uh... Use code HELAN at checkout and see what happens. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. But the the bit that the bit that got me uh, was like there was like oh water and then I opened it and I was like oh my god it's sp- it's sparkling. Now I'm not England. If you ask for water, the the default is still. I don't know if that's true everywhere else. Um, but a recurring theme over the course of the weekend was you would just be like, I'll have a water, please. Or like someone, I'd be commentating and someone would be like, do you want anything? I'd be like, oh, just a water. Just get me a water. And they'd be come back. And every time you'd be like, shit, I forgot to say. I forgot to say. And you open it and it's just this fucking bubble piss. Yeah. Like who drinks that? Like, I don't know. Uh, if... Sorry. Are you complaining that they were treating you too classy? Is that what you're doing? Like, oh, yes. They you don't that. want bubble water. No they one look, wants look bubble water. English oligarch coming in here. Of course, he's going to want the fancy water. Oh, my God. No one wants bubble. Do you like who prefers sparkling over still? I love I love sparkling. Also, I know I know we're not doing sponsoring here, but like if we could just do a quick uh, a quick ad read for Soda Stream, I would really I'd really enjoy that. Like just they do a really it's a great product. I know they don't sponsor us, but I'm just a big fan. Soda Stream, where you would make your own pot. <laughs> what? Soda Soda Stream. It's like yeah, you basically it's it's got a little carbonation tank, and you put your your water in, and it it carbonates it for you. I feel like don't do it with milk. I won't. I feel like the mixture between that and a Mr. Frosty was like the perfect time in beverage consumption. Yeah, Did you ever have a Mr. Amazing. Frosty? No, but it sounds amazing. It sounds misty it just made, and frosty. It just, made, it just made little ice for you, and then you would just make yourself a little... Did you never... 
Nathan, did you have a Mr. Frost? Oh, of course not. Fucking Eskies. You had to so he had to walk. Beat... He had to walk 17 kilometers in, through <laughs> the desert fucking... just to get to the. Had to cross the Wodonga River just to get to. <laughs> just to get to the ice cream shop. Yeah, you have any fucking that was for ice you, Dan. I know, I know Australian geography. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you actually you nailed it. That's so uh, when when the first white settlers came to Australia and decided to take it, uh, that was how they described a lot of it, the area as well. So you know, they fled the emus across the Wodonga River. That, so it's, yeah, they were just like, how do we escape these tall, aggressive, flightless birds? One of them once pecked off the side view mirror of my vehicle at about sixty k's an hour. Uh, like I was driving through nowhere, Australia. And it, this is an area where it's just flat. Like, you drive It'd for four nice. hours. Bendigo, Bendigo's somewhere. <laughs> no, this is dead center nothing. Flat red dirt, far as the eye can see. And then I'm like, oh, shit, that rock's been... It must be really big for it still to be in the corner of my vision. And then I looked over and I was like, oh, it's an emu. This is cool. So I slowed down. It caught up with me. Fucking pecked the shit out of my side view mirror till it fell off. And then ran away. And I was like, how do I explain this to work that like, they're never going to believe me that the vehicle got damaged by a large flightless bird. All I'm hearing is that, is that the emu wars are alive and well. Yeah. We lost yes. it. We lost it for a reason. Yeah. yeah. But did uh, they, did they accept your surrender? No, never no, ended of, course for not. of course not. They just Very drove our stuff. farmers out. That was it. We lost. We surrendered completely. Unmitigated defeat. That's the land fault. belongs to them. Oh, wait, are you talking about the emu war or the uh, Australian the, the team e- at Worlds? Right, anyway, so... Hey, I'll have you know, they, they only lost to the podium place teams, all right? So That's you true. put That's your true. fucking manners back in. I apologize. I will defend till the death the beautiful people from my country. I apologize. Right, okay, so we land on the Tuesday and we set everything up. There were some problems, uh, specifically uh, in uh, our ability to do technological things. Bye, Jacob. It's lovely having you on the show. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, look after yourself. Um, uh, so, But we landed, and it was very, very warm. Very, very warm. And this is the theme to, to really talk about. So the Tuesday uh, there was the first day of the singles. We got there, and we set everything up. Uh, also, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like that, So we did the, the, the singles. We couldn't do the live streaming for that. We eventually got the stands and the setup. And I just want to, at this point, uh, shout out John and Matt, who traveled with me, uh, because ends up set up that day. One of the computers that we brought with us to do the tech had maybe been damaged or like something went wrong basically on the trip over. Um, uh, mm. So the the main stream machine basically got tanked. So there were oh, two man. main laptops. I know, and we like, and I was just having a bit of a meltdown. Um, and uh, those two were wonderful, and they worked in pretty pretty hot conditions like like it was very warm um and we uh but we eventually got it sorted out i just i i took the other machine apart and then which meant we had to do telestrator in a different way which was all confusing but it, effectively i spent several days here in hq building all the gear so that when we went there it's plugged in and it worked and then we got there and then we all had to it rebuild it work. yeah yeah, yeah. which is which, which is a bit of a nightmare anyway so then we did uh uh, so that was fun, um, and that was on the the Wednesday, I think. Yeah. Uh, so you had lost the day because of the stands. So you had, but you had to use that day to rebuild the computers, basically. Yeah, effectively. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I mean, kind of good, I guess, but like, a bit of a shame about the computer. But oh well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and I, I just want to put out there as well because I think not a lot of people appreciate there to to make that kind of thing happen. You need to 
have very specific tech operating inside of a very specific machine. Um, it's it like for to like, this is I, I'm just going to sing your praises here because I think you're underselling it. The level that you need just to cover one table is is quite remarkable. It's doable, but it's like it, there's a lot to network that many tables simultaneously. You need truly expensive and specific tech. So for that to break and then you to cannibalize and make it work on the day there without additional equipment is freaking spectacular. And you are underselling how much you've had to do to make that happen. And that's from someone who didn't even see it was over the other side of the world and just understands the technology. Thanks. Thanks. Well, but either way, like I was, it was mainly thanks to Matt and John because Matt and John did all of the lion's share of the, of the plugin stuff in. Uh, also shout out to uh, Top Hotel Praha who let us uh, daisy chain at least 32 extension cables in a line uh, to, to make all the power work. Because you're also, Nathan, as an electrician, you'll love this. Because obviously like- one of Nathan's the... sitting there going like, why are my hands sweating? <laughs> Like, also shout out to Team Norway. This is the opportunity for me to shout out Team Norway because they brought us two rolls of gaffer tape with which, without which, nothing would have happened. So a huge shout out to them because gaffer tape being the key element to building something like this. Um, uh, Yeah, so there was originally meant to be a top-down and a side view of every table, uh, but unfortunately we had to lose that because of of the problem uh, with the uh, stream computer. So we ended up with only a top-down, which jump into John and actually kind of like the star of the show, uh, effectively John became our cameraman, our roaming cameraman for the weekend. And thanks to the amazing Twitch chat from The Honest Wargamer, we had like a kind of enough money left over to buy a Steadicam. And kind of just before we went to Worlds, like last moment, I was like, I'm going to fucking do a Steadicam. Like, just fucking let's go. Yeah, and then we, we purchased it. Um, and that ended up being like the fucking star of the show, I think, and made the coverage just a, a load better. Mm. So anyway, cool. Wednesday, we ended up doing the setup. Uh, Thursday, I did um, I did the streaming with Owen. Owen was great. Uh, a special shout out to Owen. Uh, and the event was won by uh, a French chap called Jorin. Uh, with a Cities of Sigmar list, Living Cities, some Forminators and some other stuff. So uh, that was really great. Uh, we had a really fun day that day, but that was also very warm. I'm also going to say that day was warm uh, is the only real description for it because there was, I think there was about 200, 200 people playing Age of Sigmar. Uh, Ron, you also went 5-0 uh, at that yeah. bit, which was great, which is great. Insane. Oh, Insane. I, haven't, I haven't told you the maybe one of the best bits. I got Lay to on. meet the head judge. This, oh, yeah. this motherfucker, Nathan. Oh my god! It, he's <laughs> the most mental person I've ever met. Like, <laughs> absolutely right. And I walked up to him and I was like, "Hello, I'm Rob. I'm the streaming crew." And he went, "I was like, what's your name?" And he went, <laughs> "Which king did you kill?" And I what? was, yeah, <laughs> what? And I was like. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you you have me mistaken with someone from I assume ancient history. Yes, I was like I don't know. So I turned to I think John or Matt, and I was like, which king did we kill? I was like Charles, Philip, and he was like, like I don't know, Henry, and he was like, no, Charles, and I was like, okay, and he was like, and this, and then a very long conversation about why he is called Carlos, yeah, or short for Charlie. At which point I was like. I am in love with you. You are perfect. <laughs> right? And then I spent the entire 
I, I'm not joking. A large portion of my time over the next five days was me trying my hardest to ingratiate, ingratiate myself to a man who clearly at the off was like, you're a cunt and I hate you. Like he, he decided <laughs> before he'd ever just like before he'd ever met me. Yeah. He was yeah. like, I hate you. And I was like, stop making me love you more. Like, <laughs> Did, by the end, you whispered daddy under your breath, didn't you? You're just like, uh, like, I was like, I was like, he was amazing. There was a point, there was a point where everyone was playing, yeah, like hundreds of mm. people playing Warhammer, and he was just sat on a chair on his own reading about Stalin, like, not on an iPad, just a book, like, my favorite <laughs> moment. Was, was he busy during the tournament with, uh, calls like i don't know he also dj he, like... he also i don't know what he did what, like... he had to dj as well he also, <laughs> he also dj'd the event that was a different comp <laughs> brilliant brilliant he's like someone's like uh can i get a, a judge's opinion he's like after wonderwall <laughs> <laughs> anyway so he was great i enjoyed meeting him uh and that was great and also this is an opportunity to shout out the uh the rules team which was carlos and a bunch of his boys who i think from i think carlos is from uh charlie sorry is from uh italy um uh which i quite enjoyed showing him all of my italian pizzas i kept eating uh which he was not and which he was not happy about uh and the the rules team uh sorry the the ref team uh which were all great and also my opportunity to shout out tom from the alliance open who i got to meet tom for the first time now tom's always been really great communicating with me about loads of different stuff we've talked about rules and other things in the past um he runs really great events uh, where he is uh but he also is much bigger than i thought he was uh which was quite fun like dwarfed me and i was like oh wow but it was also just a big like a big power like a big pile of energy for the weekend him huh? uh like um and also adam slovak from the czech republic were just like real like forces of energy over the weekend like driving things and pushing things forward so they were they were super fun so uh, a cool. shout out to them for being being fantastic like Nathan, you'd like him he's just just dauntingly big and just really yeah. happy all the time um so yeah that was fun the rules team right. excellent uh oh also french wargaming were there okay so i haven't talked about this so a couple of weeks uh before we went to worlds uh they just the, the council decided that french wargaming could come so this is just a french only uh channel who covered the french team while we cover everyone else i guess okay yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah. They, they're like a twitch channel thing they're a twitch they? channel yeah, yeah 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 like um and they exclusively cover the french team it's kind of made the 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 coverage weird and especially will be like double weird if we go next year and also then if everyone else goes next year so i guess it's kind of like uh, my first like negative i guess if there's a negative to talk about mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. uh because i think the decision to have them there was probably quite poor um because then it became like uh like if like they were lovely I'll, i'm gonna put that out there first they yeah. were lovely but it created like a divisive divisive nature in the room because mm. why would i cover the french team they have their entire they have an yeah, entire yeah, the whole, team. yeah, yeah. also yeah. they got there earlier and they took up 80 percent of the stage right and oh, so wow. when we got there as the official media partners we just looked like mm. the bitch end of the stage right yeah <laughs> and i was like uh, they also had got this big banner like the aos world's banner and they'd set up like an interview station in front of it and i was like am i just over here in this corner then boys i reckon yeah like i felt a bit like i kind of got like uh like uh. dominated and i don't yeah, mind yeah i no like i you know what I, i'll say like i i think especially for instance uh 
it's very easy for English speaking folk to engage with Warhammer content because I, uh, from everything I've seen, the vast majority of it is uh, in English language. So I understand the desire for uh, having uh, accessibility in, you know, especially like in a big event like that. However, like you say, if you have an official uh, coverage partner and then you also bring in someone else. And you're like, yeah, but they, they're just covering only that team. And you're like, yeah, but what if they're in the final? Like, what no. happens then? We don't cover the final? Well, actually, uh, which, and, is, which, yeah. is, which is where we ended up, uh, like, on, yeah. on, the, on the final day. Also, yeah. it just sets a bad precedent, I think, in the future. Mm. Uh, and again, this isn't just me. Let's say we don't go next year and just French Wargaming do it. That's great, yeah. right? The language yeah. of the event is English, so you would assume you would want some, some coverage in English in some ways, mm. or you would want some common language so everyone watching at home could watch. Mm. But if that's the precedent that continues, then why don't you have, like, a sweet, like Swedish Sweden next year, like, I'm going to turn up. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. America are like, I'll turn up with the team. Yeah? And you're like, okay. Like Eurovision. Yeah, yeah. So everyone has everyone has their coverage team. So then you've got thirteen roving reporters. Yeah, <laughs> and also, like, here's here's my question. Like, as that right? Let's say you were actually just covering the English team, yes, and say yes. they were just covering the French team, and then those two teams played. Who gets to do the coverage? Like, I, I I'm not saying that it's bad that you have lots of different coverage. I'm just saying that. Uh, I just it's it's a it raises a, questions, doesn't it's a, it? Yeah, it's like a, a weird problem to create for yourself. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Especially when like it like especially when like and then I was like, okay, so like I don't cover the French team. Like it's a bit jarring, right? Like what's what's the what's the 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 issue there? And again, no issue with the French wargaming team because they were lovely. Mm right really mm. important for me to talk about and i think that they do a really good job and service mm. for their community which i think is Absolutely. excellent right it also kind of put me in like the frame of reference which will be like one of the only other negatives i guess which we'll talk about at the mm. end is kind of like okay cool well i guess like this really puts me in a really interesting position because i'm out there working for 21 of the teams well 22 20 i guess because mm. i guess belgium was also being covered by french wargaming so i'm out there working for 20 of the teams they're working for two but we're all sharing similar resources and similar space. Um, mm. And like, and like, should I just really be selling myself to like whoever's got the most, which will be the U S team. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, they, like, if they're like, if they if the, if the council's decision next year is like, they'll be like, okay, anyone can bring coverage from any fucking nation. I'll be like, all right, boys, who wants to pay me? Yeah. Like it's good <laughs> yeah, for yeah. me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Who wants to pay me? I'll cover all eight tables. Yeah, I'll like we've got a whole crew ready. Who wants mm. to who wants to pay for my time? Yeah, uh, because yeah. the, because then it becomes a buyer's market, and I'm really excited about that because I think that that's really excellent. But also, yeah. and again, not to labour the point, I think it was lovely that they were there for them and the French team. But from mm. the whole attendance, I think that becomes something that's interesting i guess but when you have an international team tournament for like right an international football match you have lots of coverage teams do you know what i mean yeah. um mm. but i think that there could be a way to organize it so that there's a central point and then that gets dished out to the other commentators mm. i guess but anyway um, um oh, sorry a couple of people have asked in the chat and just if you are listening to that this yeah. back is a hydro homie and you're wondering why jacob's gone silent or is frozen uh jacob abandoned us because he was so upset uh, that we weren't talking enough about America, so he ran away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so then we. So he's of, dead to us. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, don't worry, we'll pay you to cover Malta. Perfect. There we go. It's just it's just a bidder's market. That's kind of what I mean from like an organi- like from an organisational point of view, which is why I'm talking yeah. about it. Next year it's... it becomes a real conversation. Yeah. For, for, for those who maybe haven't seen it or had to set it up, streaming requires a lot of space and a lot of gear. And, and like, it's very hungry for, for, uh, real estate in an event space. So having two team, two streaming teams covering that many tables in one space is already a logistical nightmare. Yeah. And, but also importantly, and I see Quinn's in the chat, like Mm. importantly, these are all learning things, right? Everyone's yeah. learned from this this event. That's kind of the point. Like it's a learn. Like there's nothing going on that's bad. That isn't like yeah. everyone tried their hardest. Everyone's learning from these experiences mm. and they're doing better next year. Yeah. Apart from obviously Charlie, who can't do any better because he's perfect in every way. Love you, Charlie. Shout out, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> One day he'll like me. That's my goal. Yeah. yeah um, I I I don't think. So I have like from from seeing some of the the drama and also just some of the the, the stuff that came back from it, I I think that we're in a beautiful position. It's a strange new land where Age of Sigma, where Warhammer War Dollies itself is kind of getting to the point that like Magic the Gathering was when it first started to get a little bit more mainstream and things like that. And so we are going to approach these problems. We're going to approach these things. And so it's not about anyone being wrong or anyone being right. It's about going cool, we are now realizing that there's demand. So how do we make sure it's good? How do we make sure it's proper? Because I think anyone you ask, if you were like, hey, do you want more people playing Warhammer? They'd be like, hell yeah, I want more people playing Warhammer. Do you want want more people watching Warhammer? Do you want more streams and coverage and events and things that you can watch from home? They'd be like, hell yes, I do, in the same way that most people who play Magic the Gathering would say the same thing. So we're just going to hit those speed bumps that we have to learn from. And I don't think it's being like this was fucked you're stupid why would you do this it's going cool this is the reality of the situation how do we make sure that it keeps getting better because i don't think anyone is sitting in their house being like anyone that i would want to play war dollies with is sitting in their house being like i just want it for me i yeah, don't but, want it for other people but, but also if the decision is next year to have loads of coverage teams i'm like fuck yeah just pay me big boy, big boy cash. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I'll be like, I'll be the biggest whore in the town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. A, like, like it goes, it goes kind of like the other way. I have to be a real professional. Yeah. And I have mm. to be like, oh, okay, right. I love every team equally. Let's, let's fucking head down, focus, concentrate. Let's do everything. No. But it's and I'll be like... there in a green and gold outfit with a boxing <laughs> kangaroo and an Australia flag being like, everyone can suck it. Oh. <laughs> Someone gives me twenty grand. They're going to be like, "This team is the only team I care about." Yeah, here yeah. in deep dives, right? <laughs> right. Um, here is, and then you're like going, "Like we did an interview with the competitors' teams, and we lied to them." Here's a list of their fears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, right. So, um, uh, also the other thing that happened on the when we did the first day of singles coverage is because we had to practice. Uh, hello, Demon. Uh, oh yes, hello, Demon. Love you, love Ryan from Malta. We'll talk about him in a minute. Um, the thing that's most relevant is we covered eight tables of Warhammer and let me Far t- so out. yeah so me so the only people that were there oh and Luke arrived so Luke arrived that day as well so Luke became our infield reporter never met Luke before Luke was great Luke doesn't give a single fuck yeah at all he's like all right I'm here like point me in the direction and I'll go talk to someone and I was like let's go Luke and Luke immediately became part of the team Luke was like what are the rules I was like there are no rules Luke and he was like 
I can vibe with this. Yeah, right. <laughs> so like anarchy, don't let's rules. do it. Yeah, yeah great. <laughs> I'm very excited for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like excellent, and he came with like loads of energy, and he was fantastic. So shout out to Luke. So Luke and John became this kind of. Uh, also, Dan, you might not have heard this in the coverage, but we accidentally got uh, an assistant crew. Me and uh, me and Owen did the coverage for a bit, and then me and Adam did the rest for those last three mm. days. But then we ended up with a stream crew of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, so, <laughs> way to go, Jesus! Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. It's just like it's you rock up with the team, and then sometimes you've got more, sometimes you've got less. Who knows where they come from? Who knows where they go? Yeah. Uh, but you did the stream. Cotton yeah. Eye Joe. I don't know why. Like that's that's. I was like, where did they come from? Where did they go? So, uh, so we did eight tables, and as for, so, I've done four. I'm probably one of the only people in the world who's regularly commentated on four games of Age of Sigmar at the same time. Uh, and to double that, like not even just ease up into six, but just to go straight to eight. Um, no. I'm going to say at the start, I was like, we had to. We went with a very specific uh, goal as well. Our goal was to be like, mm. let's make this as as accessible as possible, so mums and dads <laughs> and brothers and sisters watching at home can yeah. watch. Um, so we tried to make it super accessible. So, and you can't awesome. really like absorb eight games of warhammer was what i yeah. thought at the start and when me and owen did it i was like yeah this isn't this isn't really like this doesn't really work right so like, you're doing eight eight games during the singles, singles to practice yeah, yeah sorry rob there's royalty in the chat right now that we've mentioned a couple of times yeah ghost rider on you yeah shout out ghost rider um yeah so yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. Nathan, you've covered multiple tables with me before. Dan, you have as well. Mm. Um, like you just lose a lot of the minutia of what's happening in the game. Yeah, it's, mm. I've yeah, I struggle obviously with uh, all this multitasking business. You should get mm. somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually that's, uh, yeah. you know how he was talking about how he needs all the cable. One of those cables is just a direct USB port into the back of his skull that just provides constant like <laughs> data updates. and caching yeah. for his brain. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I think yeah, watching so. it was awesome, but I would say that, that that goal of making it accessible was awesome because there's, there's a point sometimes where you're watching a stream where they go to the too far in that regard and they over explain everything. They oversimplify it. And so it's hard to watch because you're like, I get it. This isn't baby's first event, but when you do explain just enough that it's entry level accessible without disconnecting from the people who understand the game, that was, it was awesome. Like, honestly, it was really, really good. Um, and I think seeing a lot of people on Twitter who have been saying the same thing, they're like, my family watched it, my siblings watched it, my whatever watched it, my partner watched it, and they understood it. But they couldn't necessarily play a game, but they understood what they were watching. I think that's awesome. And it's it's exactly where it kind of needs to go as well. Yeah, like, that's kind of the, 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 the interesting part right like because i still not sure how true or not true that is because i feel like mm. we reached a like a broader audience from being more like accessible but mm. similarly we would have missed all of the highest tactical plays that are available in the world right like mm. like some of the best matches of anyone ever like matt Golds was one of the most successful performing players in the world as an example mm. playing up against ronya with the nighthorn in the singles because we were covering eight other tables we missed all of the detail yeah. of how that of how that game went yeah right like and that's um uh, and i think that that's a lot to do with the format and i think i'll probably talk mm. about that first before i talk about anything else because 
ultimately, mm. I think eight eight man eight person sorry eight person team format is probably very good for the players, maybe. Mm. Yeah, but it's absolutely woeful for coverage. Like mm. from like a well, well for the audience that are watching the coverage. No, it depends. It de- I guess it depends wh- who your audience is. If it's for people mm, yeah. who love crunchy, great gaming, mm. it's terrible because you like. Yeah. Like what can You're you just chopping and changing? You can't follow mm. a move all the way through. No, I think we flicking. did. I think we did okay. And actually, by the end of the Sunday, yeah. I was like, eight's a breeze." Like I but honestly, to... oh, okay, cool. And to, sorry, just to jump in there, because like, yes, you are right. If I, if someone was just sitting down to just lock in and watch the stream a hundred percent, then yeah, you're right. There's probably a little bit of chopping and changing. However, the two things I'd say on top of that, the first thing, the fact that it is chopping and changing keeps it fresh. It means that there's constantly new information to to gather. There's constantly new shots, new things to learn. Like, it keeps you engaged. The other thing I would say is that for a lot of people, they want to watch this while they're doing their own war dollies. Like, they're playing a game with a mate or they're doing their painting. They're playing a video game. They've got the stream on another screen, however they're doing it. And that actually is, for me, more interesting because it's not like I'm like, okay, I'm over here and then I'm listening to this. I'm like, I've got, it's like when you have a TV show on in the background and you're doing something else and then you look up and you're like, oh, that's what's going on. Okay, wicked, cool. And then you can go back to your thing and come back. I think that that uh, there's there's strengths and weaknesses to both. Like, I don't think it's exclusively oh, yeah. just like it's too much for people. Yeah, what are your cool. thoughts, Nate? Did you happen to catch any? I caught uh, little bits and pieces. I was quite busy that weekend. Um, so, and so I think for somebody that just drops in just to see where, what stage it's at, mm. sometimes I'd hit just the sweet spot when there was like a summation coming up mm. and that was, that was great. Mm. But then other times it would be just like when there was something like engaging that was happening or there was just... Uh, yeah, there was just that little bit of chit chat, and maybe I'd come in like halfway through it, and so I didn't quite follow what was going on. Um, yeah, yeah, because I was at a wedding most of that weekend doing stuff, so it was sort of like jump on the phone and see what's going on, sort of stuff. So yeah, I, I was. Uh... I had to time it so that I was like jumping on towards the end of a stream when you were doing more summations mm. of the whole thing. And then, then yeah, those were, those so were one great. of the things, one of the things that was super like that became apparent after the first round when we did singles is we did, we tried, we did the intro. So like you normally intro a game, right? Like this is yeah. this army, this is this army, this is the key points and this is the battle plan. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, well, this is the battle oh, yeah. plan. And then, um, and then you kind of talk about the key points, but we would spend so long introducing eight of them. Yeah, that by the time you've done the eighth, fucking one is like on turn two or game three because yeah. it's Iron Jaws versus Gargants is on like turn five. Yeah, and you're like, oh no, this is a nightmare. So by the end, by ter- by game by like round three, sorry, by day three, the our process yeah. was intro. Actually, find out which of the games were going to be fastest. Like some were mm. like starting off, so we'd be like, okay, we're going to do one, five, and six. Let's say, yeah, yeah, and then go to some infield stuff, come back, do the first four intro again, and then go to some infield stuff, and then do five, six, seven, eight. Like, mm. But like, it was still, because they're all starting at the same time, there's no staggering. 
it like i mean they mm. they like they do start at different times because deployments and stuff but it just became like this kind of this this very intricate dance of understanding it and adam was great at being mm. able to support me in that 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 mark who turned up on the the friday evening was also wonderful so then mark joined us as well to kind of complete the team uh, on friday evening and then that kind of like cemented it as we went through mm. um and so we did get this kind of like nice like harmony and synergy of doing it but i think also like i don't know like you i don't know if you miss all the elements we had some mm. great moments like we had pedro like creating this i don't know from a storytelling perspective as yeah. a, as an endeavor i'm not really sure how i feel about it one of the other things about the mm. format was is when you did the pairing process you ended up with so there were eight players per team but yeah. each you would uh, each team would play four battle plans played twice mm. if that makes yeah. sense yeah, yeah. so and that's a terrible decision mm. like i don't care if someone's like actually it makes it way more tactical in the pairing process fuck off like i don't care <laughs> like 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 i get that like and this is where it, this is where actually uh there's some real 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 really interesting stuff is mm. It's great that there are some people who've got the ability to understand the pairings matrix at this, like, mm. I'm inside the fucking, I'm surfing the deep web and I've got all this knowledge mm. coming in and I know this. But you're like one out of the however many billion people on the mm. world are in. And that doesn't translate out to an audience. Now, this is a key theme from kind of like this conversation. Mm. Does it matter that it translates out to an audience? Great question. Because it doesn't actually, we don't know if it matters whether or not the whole thing translates out to an audience. Because actually, as we'll get towards the end, maybe that isn't important. But even from a coverage perspective, for me, so from a gamer perspective, it might be very different. But from a coverage perspective, like, just pick one battle plan. Stop being such a fucking special snowflake. Imagine, like, and then, so you would pair into, Mm. Dan, you would pair into different battle plans and then different density of terrain. Yeah. I... I've, 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 so I've played a number of, of, I, I love, first of all, I'll say I love teams events. They're, they're honestly my favorite to play, uh, of, of all, like I prefer teams events to singles infinitely. My favorite style of teams events is four player teams where one player has to bring an army from each grand Alliance. Uh, I, I, I kind of dig on that. That's just, I think it's interesting. However, uh, of all the teams events I've played in, I actually find it frustrating when the, I don't mind when the battle plan is assigned for each pairing each. When I say pairing, I mean entire team pairing, right? I don't mind that. What I do mind is that you have, when you get to pair individual players into a battle plan, I really hate that because you can have, you're like, this is our person who nails these two thi- two battle plans and these two, like, aren't or whatever. So you're always pairing Marathi into that stupid fucking one where there's three objectives and heroes only score or whatever. I can't remember what it's called. Um, uh, but anyway, I'm just saying, like, I don't like that because it requires, it's more, then your tournament is more about the pairing process than your players being flexible in the game. I would say that, that's and that's like, what I, would, I don't like. I would say that's really telling, like really, really telling. Like, and, and I think you're right. I think the, the the pairing process being so convoluted is such an advantage to people who want it to be that convoluted. They want it mm. to be that convoluted. But I think from a perspective of like of player skill, 
the, the, the entire situation becomes about the pairing process and less about the player skill, if that makes sense. Like, which yeah. surely, like, is it is it an event celebrating pairings or is it mm. an event celebrating players playing at a high skill level? Because I feel like one is more important than the other and I feel it's not yeah. the pairings because pairings only it, comes out at this particular time. Nathan, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I th- I obviously, with t- if you're playing team Warhammer pairings is uh, an important part of it, but yeah, there, uh, yeah, obviously it has to be balanced with the rest of the thing. You have to play the game as well, so there should be a balance. It does sound a bit uh, crazy that so there were four different battle plans for each round. Yes, I mean. Yeah, maybe two if it's an eight-man team. But I, like you said, I don't see what what's wrong with just playing or everybody just playing the same battle plan, really. To be yeah, fair. <laughs> like same. Like like uh, I think just play the same one. Um, yeah. Truthfully, maybe it well, it'd to be... encourage list diversity, of which there was none. <laughs> like so, <laughs> like I don't know if there was a goal, but I like and 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 this is not. By the way, I'm not dogging on yeah. the, the event I'm not organizers. Sure. Yeah, there there might be some reason for it that that is over my head but yeah I, I can't see the reason why why you'd have to have four different battle plans for each round i think it's i think it's just complicated for complicated sakes like warhammer people like to be like actually do you know about this incredibly complicated thing and convoluted bit of interaction that i can mm-hmm. do for the win and you're like yeah i do but maybe just chill the fuck mm-hmm. out right just play one battle plan and grow up like it's how mm-hmm. i feel but i Go on, uh, I just wanted to say, I want to be clear. I like pairing players. I like that element. I think that's really interesting. But then I don't like pairing players into battle plans. That's think, the bit that I don't like. I think like Lex is saying, I think pairing's right. Uh, getting the pairings right, and Lex was obviously at the event, uh, and tactics behind it is what makes teams different from singles. I still think that works if you're just pairing armies into armies on a battle plan. But I do mm. think mm. Um, I, I, I do think that... Um, having it four per round is just overly complicated for the need, for the sake of being overly complicated. And ultimately it should be the players playing the games that should really decide the outcome as opposed to mm. like a very clever, like something that is ultimately also no one will talk about their pairings. Like, mm. to like... Oh, yeah, yeah. They always say we've got the pairings we wanted or we didn't get that with they lose the round mm. we didn't get the pairings we wanted <laughs> so, but the, thing, yeah. the thing is the thing is is, co- is pairing coming? is doing pairings at such an incredibly high level is the people yeah. that can understand it is almost no they, one yeah yeah and so then like, that do just want to keep it to themselves because they don't want other people to understand it because they've it's got hidden the knowledge. advantage yeah, yeah they've got the advantage there, yeah so, why yeah. why would like like england have got tom Maudsley on their side right like and tom's like a fucking genius at this or mm. puts the work in whichever you want to put in yeah, yeah? and tom's mm. brilliant at it like and i talked about it at the event like he's their like powerhouse and i'm sure tom's listening to this being like no let's make it more fucking complicated <laughs> yeah right yeah like let's fucking go like i get it i get it tom yeah. why would you want to share that information or help train the next team or whatever mm. but of course it's because actually there's a huge barrier to entry for a bunch mm. of teams you're like oh well we'll also get good at it as well like maybe just don't maybe just get yeah. kind of good at it and let the players decide is how i feel i i wouldn't i actually wouldn't mind if it was like okay this round's uh battle plan isn't announced till five minutes before the pairings 
you know, because that, so you're like, okay, cool. We've, because then you have that mad manic moment for those people with that type of brain where they're like, okay, we found out that's who we're playing. We know our pairings. So we've looked at their list. We've looked at our lists. And then they're like, okay, and the, the next battle plan is whoosh, knife to the heart. And so everyone's suddenly going like, okay, shit, like, what do we want? How do we want this? Blah, blah, blah. Like they have that moment of manic. You let those big brain people have that big brain moment, but you're pairing everyone into the same battle plan. And it's just about the players and the armies. It's not about the player and the army into the battle plan, into the player. Cause I, I doubt that uh, there were probably some people who I imagine only played a few battle plans, like of the same battle plans over and over the entire tournament rather than having to play their army across five or six different battle plans, which shows that you are truly good at the game. I, I, I'd agree with that. So, yeah, interesting. Um, so, yeah, so that, that brings us on to the team tournament, I think, doing the pairings. Uh, Before that, though, mm. hand dryers. Uh, hand dryers <laughs> were actually pretty great. Like, this place mm -hmm. was built to host 11,000 people. Yeah. Air blades or, uh, like, cloth or, like, what? Talk to me. Dan, this place was built in like the 1960s and then froze in time, like some sort of like Disney cartoon. Yeah, like it had mm -hmm. hand dryers. Yeah, and the most functional. Also, there were 18 toilets per like wing player of the. Per, it per... Was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were <laughs> right <laughs> per person in the checker of problem. <laughs> right, yeah, like <laughs> it was so many. <laughs> Um, my favorite bit that like around the Congress Hall were just different meeting rooms, which were all open. Yeah, and occasionally, mm. so we had a room. Yeah, and occasionally mm. Wales took over it at one point, France took over it at another point. Different teams just. I was like, there are eighteen other meeting rooms. Get out. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we, so we get to the team tournament. So Adam's arrived, um, and then Mark arrives later. Luke's being wonderful with John. John's getting all the live coverage mm. uh, with the shots, and he did an amazing job at doing that, uh, especially considering he hadn't done it before. Uh, Luke was out in the field getting loads of reports and stuff, and that was really good as well. I think there was a really interesting balancing act between asking people for, for interviews and what was going on versus they're trying to play a game at a tournament. We had some feedback on that. I, I'll even go as far to say mm. probably complaints. And I think that's super justified. Mm. I think, again, yeah. learning our position and their position in a room, we always try and make it so that we try not to interfere mm. with people as as much as possible. Mm. Uh, and actually doing eight tables, the table bosses needed to do less stuff, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, there, uh, uh, when you're doing eight tables, it's just big picture information from the table boss, who, for those who might not be aware, uh, you have a table boss who is watching the game and hearing how, what's going on and con like confirming elements with players so that they can feed that back then to the commentary team so they can present it on the stream, for those that might not know. Yeah, yeah. So like, the, and the, we had two table bosses. We had Matt, who's now a meme. Shout out to Matt. Uh, and then we had uh, <laughs> we had uh, Mark, and they were both did a great job of keeping the tables updated and keeping us informed. Uh, so I want to like, none of this mm. works without any of those people who worked super hard all week. Uh, so a, a massive shout out to them. Then Adam arrived, and then we got into it. Me and Adam have a bit of a bust up round one. Uh, just to let everyone know, uh, because I was like, because Adam loves Warhammer, like he's super invested um, in uh, in Warhammer, and like he wants to he wants to deep dive. Like he's like, this is the fucking tech, right? These are the crunchiest armies in the crunchiest mm. environment. This is like the like this is it. And I was like, this is a rat. He likes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he's here to get the cheese. And he's here to kill that guy that's a demon. And he was yeah. like looking at me like, what the fuck are you saying? And I was like, I get it. Um, and then we had like a chat about it. And I said like, look, bro, like, I don't know if we can cover it in that detail. The table bosses can't bring us eight. Like normally we run one table boss per two tables. Mm. We had one table boss per four tables. They were just like, bro, I can't do it. And I was like, I get it. So we had to pitch it at a different level. Yeah because uh, of staffing issues and everything else. And then Adam was wonderful. Adam was like, I get it. And actually, I think one of the really interesting things over the course of the three days is mm. we evolved as the, me and Adam like in, in that coverage, along with obviously our table bosses, Mark. And uh, like mm. Mark sometimes would be like, listen, we're on table two. Yeah, players looking pretty stressed. Yeah, there's some stuff going down. Let me tell you, in the bottom right-hand corner, and I would have tuned out at that point, and Mark would have gone on for like two more minutes. Yeah, like mm. so we like talked. I was like, Mark, less. And he's like, this yeah. is so different. Because whenever we're at another event, you tell me off, and you're yeah. like, I want more. And i like, I know, yeah, bro. Uh-huh. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, so all- it changes. It changes, yeah. Like, and, and yeah. we were learning that process. But I think Adam's feedback, and I'm going to do an interview with Adam later in the week. Mm. But I think Adam's feedback and my feedback at the end of it was that actually it was far more fun to commentate on games where we weren't doing the crunchy detail, mm. um, which sounds mm-hmm. odd. I don't know. No, no, that oh. makes sense. Um, but it's because truly, who gives a fuck about the reroll one to hit aura on the unit? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like some people yeah. do, but like. I don't know how many people that is. Versus, there was like a Spanish fella just turning every unit in the world into zombies. And it was the funniest thing <laughs> in the world. Right? Like, You're like, yep, there we go. Cool. Yeah, he's got uh, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, and I think, but that's also like, like I was saying, it's getting bigger. It's getting like more, more diverse and more accessible. And so there's lessons to be learnt. There's nothing wrong with, with changing, with making mistakes and with figuring out those things. But that's where, that's where War Dollies is at. And it's rad. It's great. It means that it's not as, as heavily gatekept, uh, like by any stretch, because it means that more people can access it. Well, yeah, that kind of brings us on to like, so then we just rotated through all of the games. Uh, and, and this brings me on to the, the highlight. And the highlight was everyone was incredible. Like, I, mm. I think, like, we've talked about the format and a bunch of stuff, and I probably should have led with this, which is terrible um, on my part. But, like, the atmosphere was amazing. Like, everyone yeah. was brilliant. Like, it's super important. <gasps> oh, my God, I need to tell you about the carts. Nathan, you're going to love this. Um, oh, I heard ones. about these. Yeah, yeah. So the carts are great. But the atmosphere was amazing. Each team that we had on was so excited to be there. They were incredibly helpful. The coaches were beyond helpful with giving us information yeah. and interviews like and, and 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 then even the teams that we didn't have on like we weren't able to get the netherlands on for instance like the, their coaches were always like really up for talking to us like their players were up for like doing interviews like everyone cool. was mm-hmm. amazing in, in our relationship with them but also just the atmosphere from the venue the event was just huge people were going out uh, and getting like dinners together the night before the night after like and and, and i know we talk about this a lot when we do talk about events but it, it felt special. I think the bit that was really special was probably actually the Friday morning when we turned up and every nation was there in their national shirts and they actually awesome. looked like... Yeah, I, I saw the, the, the footage and the photos from that and that was that, like, my heart skipped a beat. I was like, ah! like, I just wanted to be there so bad. Yeah, yeah, like, and I like, and that was actually a bit of a moment when I was like, okay, this feels like a sport event. Like, this feels mm. like a sporting event. Everyone's got the sports tops on. And 
like they're in their nations they're getting their photos together it feels like a sporting event like and, and that was wonderful as well to see to see that kind of like cool. yeah. that room um but the energy was amazing and everyone was great and i want to be really crystal clear about that um like everyone was really helpful and like up for interviews and and, and just great and and we probably annoyed people more than like there was anything the other way so like it was just a great atmosphere and like and would do again if it hadn't have cost me thousands of pounds and hundreds of hours of my time um like would i mean just pay me whichever team's got all the money next year come on let's go um america yeah. you, like straight <laughs> up like like if like you you i'm sorry did you see the outfit game on display in america like i i saw it and i was like look obviously australia i love you canada if you'd had a team there i would have adored you but the 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 presentation from the US was majestic. Like it was like watching a stallion ridden by an eagle firing an AK forty seven into the sky. Well, I was just like, this is truly stunning. Well, so this is where actually one of the one of the other quick negatives, uh, and again, it's like was the food. Dan was. I, I'm going to say this. I don't think food should be suspicious. <laughs> 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 people yes hotels yes food no okay yeah. yeah yeah and i think i would describe the food as generally suspicious like it had uh an aura i would say i'd even oh, go as far no. to say that some of it was intimidating um but that's right yeah <laughs> <laughs> no see to, see intimidating i don't mind intimidating in food like I, I've having been to like Taiwan and travel around there and, and a lot of places where I like, I see the stuff and I'm like, Ooh, this is intimidating. And then I try it and I'm like, I've learned something. And sometimes it's great not. So I don't mind intimidating suspicious is the word that I have a lot of trouble getting over there. Like I don't, I shouldn't be looking at my food and wondering what its motives are. Yeah, you was, know, like that's, that's, you're just like, it was, what are you after beans on toast? What do you need? Hey, so one of the really cool things was there was a, like a drinks machine in, for breakfast. Cause we got free breakfast every morning. And again, thank you to Matos for organizing that. Um, like, I guess. And like uh, the, uh, went over and you know how you can you press a button it's orange juice yeah and then the other one was water <laughs> yeah yeah guess the third option you've got two guesses Nathan g g give me go on Dan what you got it, was it also orange juice no okay uh, well, obviously not sparkling water because that's what the water button was so uh, uh, milk no, 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 no. That milk. would have been very suspicious. I didn't know where I didn't know where to get milk from for the breakfast. But I like they, you know where there's like a tea stand and there's like little bits of milk. That's where I got milk for my breakfast. There was an open well, vat of yogurt, but that's a different conversation, right? Yeah. The uh, the other option was multivitamins. Sorry, sorry, multivitamins. So, sorry, as and in like you you push you put your cup under you push the thing and just and and pills fall out. No, is no, it was saying? liquid. It was a liquid. <laughs> oh no, it was a liquid. So it was like a syrup. It was like, like a fruit syrup. Thing. It looked a lot like water, if I'm honest. And what did it taste like? Uh, like well. <laughs> suspicious you didn't drink it did you rob how <laughs> could you bring this information i did drink it i did drink it i did drink it i'm just trying to be like uh, do you feel better for it how i've had was... a week off when i got back so mm -hmm. no is that what i'm gonna say uh yeah multivitamin juice 
That's what it was. You don't have that in the UK. Oh, apparently, apparently this is a thing in Europe. We've just discovered. No, we don't. More movement just is a thing. I had it in Sweden. Oh, okay. Pharmaceuticals on tap. Yeah, multivitamin is great. This is a thing in Europe. Okay. I didn't know. So is that, I'm sorry. Is that because, because Europeans struggle to get their vitamins and minerals no, every day? Like, is that, they're very it's, it's healthy. It's not like I would expect it if maybe like Irish like folk who are still worried about the potato famine or something like that. But I, I yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not, um, I'm not sure. Oh. Uh, what it was yeah, oh. I avoided it too uh, as well as the yogurt um, but if you got there early enough there were bananas which was which is cool uh, okay anyway enough about the food we ordered lots of takeaway it was great uh, shout out to everyone who helped us get takeaway it was excellent uh, loved it there was nowhere in the, the venue the, the hotel didn't have a restaurant or even food I thought it had a Indian restaurant N- never opened yeah, yeah, but it had one. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Schrodinger's <laughs> restaurant. Does it exist if it's never open? <laughs> uh, I think it had five restaurants. Thanks, Lex. They just none of them were open. But the bowling alley was open, uh, so that was key. Okay. okay. Right. Anyway, okay. so well, look, uh, you thank God for that uh, because then anyone who had a really rough time could just line their army up the on the is, alley and then the just thing throw is, it's important to point it. out that I had a really great time. Like we got takeaways and stuff. The food was crazy cheap. Uh, we went to supermarkets and the food was crazy cheap. Um, like we got like we ordered food in and it was great. Every time we ordered food in, it was so fucking tasty. Like had some really nice food. Ate some food out. Uh, we went out into Prague a couple of times to get some food, and, and the food was always mm. delicious. So like, um, it was just like, and 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 the venue was great, other than like some of those amenities. So like, I would say that that's important. And they fixed the aircon going into the Friday, uh, and Thank then goodness. it was smooth sailing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It was super comfortable. So like, really, really nice. So like, ultimately, I was quite happy with it all. Um, okay, so we had Malta on versus oof, oof. Uh, we had Malta on round one, and they played up against, let me just double check here, uh, Australia. Uh, so they're on round one, so that was a super fun game. Uh, and then we had uh, uh, Poland versus Germany. Uh, oh, no, that was round three, sorry. We had Sweden versus Scotland on round two, so that was really fun. Um, uh, really enjoyed uh, all those teams being on, which was cool. Then we had uh, Poland versus Germany round three, and then round four. So round four, we were meant to have England play against Wales, right? So one of the really difficult things for me was we had uh, only six rounds that we could cover, but we had 22 teams. If we take out Mm -hmm. the English and the Belgian team, uh, sorry, not the English team, the French team and the Belgian team, because they're being covered by the French Wargaming, I still had 20 Mm -hmm. teams, but only 12 slots. And I was also conscious that it was a tournament. So I... Mm. I spent a long time talking to Tom and the coverage team talking about how I was intimately trying to make sure I picked the different teams that wouldn't maybe get through to the kind of final day. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? And that was even more complicated uh, because it was teams uh, and a bunch of other stuff. And that's meant to be no disrespect for the teams I had on earlier, but I pretty much had like four teams in my head that I thought were Mm. in contention. And that was England, obviously Wales um, uh, and uh, France and then I thought I thought Germany was my kind of outside pick. I had to pick like Denmark mm. were the returning champions, um, mm. like. But I I don't know for some reason that just felt right to me having looked at the list. Like I wasn't mm. right, but I have to. Someone has to make those decisions, right? Yeah. Mm. Like, and it's super complicated. I, hey, I I remember how hard it was doing it at. Uh... Uh, CanCon where we had 200 odd players and had to somehow we're looking at it going like 
oh yeah and but who do you put on and uh, this was when swift hawks was still a thing and remember the the mad lad who went like four and two or something like that with swift hawks and we were like we should he's won two we should put him on and we're like nah or he won his first one we're like we should put him on and then it was like nah he won't the second one he won't get the second one and then he won the second one we're like well now we have to put him on for the third one yeah anyway like it's it's genuinely a challenge yeah yeah, so so that was really tough. So I thought that the match between uh, England and Wales would be like the match of the tournament, really, mm. with because England had just played France to a very kind of nail biting like four four mm. game, uh, with England just taking the point. So I felt like this next matchup was kind of like uh, like the key point. Anyway, so I put that out, and then the uh, Tom, Jack, and Luke came up to me from Team England, and they said that some of their players didn't feel comfortable being on stream, having just had a really tough round last round. Um, and, you know, and they said that, like, they didn't feel like they were in the right headspace. So I was like, of course, of course, like, it's your mm. decision to make because there was nothing in the pack. And this is kind mm. of like a, one of the interesting points from the uh, event was that um, at Six Nations, we'd also had the similar thing. So at Six Nations, we had six different eight people teams mm. playing at Six Nations and several of the members of different teams all refused or well, not refused declined is the right way to put it declined to be on the stream um and so i'd spoken to the world's uh, council after that event and had said it would be great if you could make it so that it was mandatory for for people to be on the stream because it's kind of what is the the purpose of us here if we can't like if like this is the final well no actually this isn't the final we can't talk mm. about the final it's not there if that makes sense um, yeah. So that that kind of like uh, was a di as a tough one, and also I felt like I, I I took that that was really difficult for me. So then I was like, okay, we then have because you spend about thirty to forty minutes setting up overlays and doing a bunch of mm -hmm. other stuff um, before a game happens. So being told like five or ten minutes beforehand, we had to then redo all of that work, which which is super fine because people should have mm -hmm. the right to refuse to be on stream, which is what I'm going to talk about in in the future. Um, but that was that became a bit of a of a problem because then leading on to the next day and there's a bit of a miscommunication between mm. me and the English team because I thought that then that was they felt uncomfortable being on the stream wholesale because like it mm. was tense right like if it was yeah. tense on the Wednesday or Saturday it would be more tense on the Sunday on the Sunday yeah that's a that's a complete I, like honestly if someone said to me our team isn't comfortable uh, sorry I'm just having a coffee delivered uh, because. I am addicted to caffeine and have somebody who's maintaining that addiction to a high level. Uh, where, cheers, everyone. Um, uh, I think the thing is, if uh, sorry, just just tied aside there in the middle of a tense conversation. Um, I think the the it's a fair assumption if someone says we're not comfortable being on the stream, even if there's other stuff around it, the safe decision is they don't want to be on the stream. You know, like you don't just assume, oh, they'll be okay with it later unless you hear from them directly. Yeah, I think is, then, is that's the, the right decision to make. Yeah, so this led to like a really interesting conversation between me and the stream crew that night, like which I felt was like honestly really good because like Adam said something to me which I thought was really like positive because we, we faced and we did end up facing the situation where England play in Australia like for the kind of win and and as far as I was still aware they were uncomfortable to be on the stream versus uh, and then France were playing another team were they playing were they playing Wales uh, France mm. playing someone 
for also the win. Like it, it yeah. ended up like, if and England... you'd also had Australia on the stream beforehand. We'd had anyway. Australia, yeah, we'd had mm. Australia on the stream already. So like, so we ended up in this position where because there was a French coverage team, we're not covering the French team, and because it's, uh, like, uh, like I was, I was thinking England would be uncomfortable, so we didn't even ask them, right? Yeah. Um, mm. And so like, and that was on us. We didn't ask, so they may well have mm. been okay. Um, but the situation is. Like we ended up in this really kind of like long conversation on the Saturday night, me and the stream team while we we're all eating food. And we kind of talked about like what our purpose was at the event and what we were really looking to do. And we mm. did talk about the fact that like, like there were, pe- there were teams that were so excited to be on the stream. Like their mums and dads were watching at home, like yeah. because they're representing their country. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, they're like, Oh, it's our fucking country. They were hype as shit. And so like, why would we walk away? Why why would we put people who were uncomfortable in difficult situations mm. versus people who were like throbbing to be on the street? Yeah. Which has yeah. kind of like led me like my post analysis of this and see what mm. you guys think of this is mm. when I do my feedback to the worlds, my feedback to the worlds will not be I want it mandatory that people have to appear on the street. Mm. Because that's your kind of go-to, right? And I think I could probably yeah. get that written into a pack. Because with a year in, if you've got someone who wants to play on your team but won't be on a stream, mm. just don't put them in your team. Yeah. But I actually think that that's the mm. wrong way to go about it, personally. Right. I feel that that's... Because I just don't feel that's very... I don't feel that's very humanitarian. I don't feel that's very human. Like, mm. there are people who I'm sure want to play high-level professional, well, like, competitive Warhammer for their mm. nation... But for whatever other reason, they don't feel particularly comfortable having that filmed. Like, and mm. I think that that's fair. Like, I honestly think that's fair, like in post. Mm. Like, I think that that's really, really, really okay. Like, it really fucks us up. <laughs> like, mm. but like, I can't be like, you have to do this because it will fuck us up. Like, that doesn't seem fair at all. I think it's, I think it's genuinely very fair. So my feedback will be not to make it mandatory. Mm. I don't know. Nathan, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I guess uh, maybe you could ask the 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 organisers to just ask with the teams if they're prepared to be prepared to go on the stream right at the beginning of the event, so that you know for for when you're planning. Well, I probably want to know, know way before then, right? Yeah, yeah, mm. before so because obviously you've got like you said overlays and stuff to make up, so you need to know in advance. Who, which teams you can ask, and you want to, you like you say, you want to be putting on people that are excited to be on and showing and stuff like mm. that. You don't want to force people into uncomfortable situations ever. So, yeah, that, um, what you say is fair. But yeah, it would be nice if all the communication is done before the event, basically, so that your helps you with your preparation, and they know that they're in a safe space as well that they're not going to be asked uncomfortable questions in the middle of a tournament when all they want to be doing is playing warhammer so yeah uh i would just yeah i would i would go with what you're saying don't force people to do what they don't want to do but just ask them to communicate it before the actual event mm. i think yeah. that's fair right like Dan, what yeah, do you yeah. Think? i'm i'm the other side i'm so sorry but i'm gonna be the person okay. that people disagree with and i think that every event depending on its scale you need to know whether that's an option because the the thing I would say 
imagine if Magic the Gathering, when it was first starting to get to where it's going, or esports, teams said, we don't want people watching us. Because esports, that would have been massive. Because they didn't want people knowing their tactics, learning their play styles, things like that. You literally would have crippled it as a sport. It wouldn't have been a thing. Now, we are at the point... And like, I will say this till I'm blue in the face. And if anyone can prove to me otherwise, I'm happy to see it. We are at the point where Warhammer is starting to become big. As in like, look at the sales, look at the expansion, look at the fact that there's uh, Warhammer TV, like clearly around the world, it's becoming big, right? That means that people want coverage. Now, I think if you ask any single person, they will say, I would, I want Warhammer to be bigger. I want more people to access, uh, be able to access it. I want it to be this. But at those top-tier competitive events, and I'm not talking about local scale events, I'm talking about the big ones, like Worlds, things like that. It should be consent at sign-up that if you are uh, asked to stream, you will be streamed. Uh, Now, at a lower-tier event, absolutely, it can be a different version of it. But the point is, I, I hear what you're saying, Rob, but in that England versus Wales game, what if the Welsh team are like, but fuck, we want to be on the stream. We want our families and our friends and we want all of that. And I, I think that it, like you watch any Magic the Gathering stream, right? You've got the players sitting there, fucking cameras. You've got judges watching everything. It's They're under intense scrutiny. It's not even that level of scrutiny. But it means that for someone wanting to watch, to learn, to do more, you, you, you're shutting them out. You're saying, I want... Other, I want more people into Warhammer, just not when it costs me anything. Well, and actually, I think that no, I, and, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. But like, what, what? So, but this is the kind no. of interesting point, right? Because yeah. isn't that me putting? So, so uh, Adam said something mm. really good to me. He said, "You just need to put your fucking ego aside." So he said this to me mm. on the on the Saturday, because like maybe this just isn't that, and that was really enlightening. Like, cause mm. I was like, you know, cause we, we have a very, like we always did a vote system in the, in the stream team. I was mm. like, we're going to do this. Yes or no vote. And, and, and we would vote. And like, and if they outvoted me, then that's what would happen. Mm. Right. Cause that's how we worked as a team. Um, but your point is to, if it's to become bigger or if, if these people yeah. want it to become a professional sport, like it's presented mm. as the world team championships, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. And I, and, and I, to add on to that, it's presented as the World Team Championships. If you watch the frenzy of media and marketing that people were putting out onto their team Twitters ahead of it, everyone is building it up as the event. Their players are rock stars. The event is huge. We're all going there for this. So that's why I'm saying it's about it's on that, an event by event no, basis. Yeah, but that's if that's what it is, right? Like mm. it might yeah. just be a World Team Championships for people who don't like like i feel like a, a huge portion of the room were very excited to be able to present themselves to their people their peoples their families mm-hmm. whatever at home right that was a huge part of it and and i felt that and that's what we discussed on the on the saturday mm-hmm. night we're like tomorrow let's just make sure we just double up how many interviews we're getting let's get as much as we can i already had to me and adam adam already had to put aside wanting to do the most techie crunchy gaming stuff in a room that was already the most techie and crunchy right I then have to put yeah. aside the story of, of the tournament to some degree and really just get people like, oh, I met Jim, we had beers and it was a good laugh. You like, and that's fine. Like, that, that's good. I feel like that wasn't necessarily, we weren't overly doing sport coverage at that point because sport coverage mm-hmm. should be the conversation about what's happening at the event. But mm. putting my ego to the side and what I wanted 
it's really what the community wants. And I'm not talking about the viewing community because the paying community is the one I'm talking about. The people who mm. paid, they've trained to mm. go there. They've paid for their kits. They've paid to mm. play. They don't owe the viewing community anything. And ultimately, mm. I guess also they don't even owe the wider Age of Sigmar community anything either. Like, that's really fair to say. And I, and I, and I actually do agree with that. But it really depends on what we as a community, and I guess that very small group of competitive players, want Age of Sigmar World Team Championships to be. Do they want it to just be like a good laugh with a group of people and it's fairly insular, which is what it's been up until mm. we've done coverage of it this year. And, and and see, that's I think that's where my entire point is. It's an event by event thing. And that's where the event needs to work out what it is. And then in the pack, that's where it, it should be in the pack. It absolutely should be in the pack. It then needs to specify whether that uh, particular event is uh, like, it's like, we're, and I think that you can explain it easy. We're very competitive. We want that competitive element to be spread as far as possible. And to do that, we want to be able to show the best of the best. So if you would like to come and you are asked to be on stream, there is an expectation that you will. Uh, you don't need to be interviewed. You don't need to be mic'd. We never even need to see your face. Like that is absolutely a way to do it. But if the the flip side of it, you then turn around and that is not your event. Your event doesn't, you don't want that to be a thing. Then all you have to do is say, there will be streaming at the event. You will be asked for your consent, whether you would like to stream or not. And you can absolutely say no. Uh, and yeah. you just tick a box when you sign up. I, I, I don't think there's only one answer, but I do think it's an event-by-event event decision. And I would say worlds with what they represent and what they are, you should ab- – like, like I, and I'm not, I'm not reading Team England here. Like, let me put that aside. I'm saying this is another one of well, those there things that's there was come more, up. There was, there was more than that, so that's important yeah. to point out. There was more, there but, was more than that conversation. Uh, but I'm was... just saying that – th- oh, sorry, to, to wrap that in a bow, I think this is another example of where it's expanding – so we've hit a road bump that we need to make a find a solution to. And I think my answer is it depends on the scope of the event. Yeah, Nathan, you got any thoughts? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I still, I st- yeah, I see your point with the um, people being able to opt out. It does make it less of a, of a sporty sport and more of a, it does like a hobby type weekend. It does. Uh, which which makes sense, but I re- I think with the fact that you couldn't even like one of the uh, teams, the French team, we, you couldn't show any of their stuff anyway, and they're they're one of the favourites anyway, <laughs> and that and you they were came like, second, they came second, yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know, so already you sort of pointed in that direction. So uh, I think if if they wanted to be more like a you know, like a sports coverage type thing, then, yeah, obviously, then you've got to be able to stream the people that are on the top tables when, when the, when, you know, when, uh, when it really matters, especially on those, you know, the final three games. Uh, mm. And you've got to be, you know, you've got to be able to stream all of the teams. So if, if it's like, the final crunch game is France versus England. Then you've got to be able to show those games. So. I mean, yeah, that and, was a, that was a game. So interestingly, because I knew that the French team were already going into it, that and that mm. was a game that I didn't even try to cover, which is super mm. fucked, right? 
being yeah, aware, that's, being aware of the one being and two aware, seeds. Yeah, you'd be, want yeah, to be, show that. Yeah, yeah, you? right. Like yeah. you want yeah. to, but like being conscious of everyone's feelings. I didn't even hmm. cover like a crunch match, like, yeah. and so like, I, that was that was huge. That was it. Like it, it honestly, like it. Because I don't want to like intercede. I don't want to be in people's faces. And most importantly, and that's what led to that really good conversation. And I guess really kind of rounds uh, the review up is that that leads to the conversation of what are we doing here? And our de- I, 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 we, I mean, we're the T-Sports network. So like we're meant to be kind of the sporty part of it, right? Like yeah. everyone's wearing fucking tops. Like it's a sporty representation. Oh, actually, one final point, which I hadn't really considered, which was a viewer point, which because obviously I'm a streamer and then the players are the players. But I hadn't really thought about the viewers in this. And one of the viewers was like, I wanted to really see my team play, like my nation um mm. and so like we tried to get as many nations as we could and we did end up getting 12 nations on over the course mm. of the team so i was super proud of that i think that was great um but i was like, i hadn't really considered that like i'm sure you want to just fucking cheer on your team right like that's a thing mm. i hadn't really thought that through um and i guess maybe that's something to ask yourself about if you're playing for a team like you know what mm. like what do you want to do for your home nation to watch at home and there's loads around that yeah. um but it did lead us to the Sunday to kind of like finish it. England won. Congratulations, England. Uh, uh, France came second. And in third place was uh, Sweden. Uh, um, we covered the UN versus Norway in the... Not mm. Norway. UN versus uh, Spain in the final. And it was great. Um, super fun. Uh, no, Italy. Italy. Sorry, Italy. Italy. We had that. And that was just a really, really fun game. Um, but the bit that uh, that kind of like is my takeaway is that that's the real question about doing live coverage of events in the future Mm. because i feel like we did a good job pretty proud of ourselves yeah yeah. Yeah, Yeah. i feel like we were professional uh up until certain points i think we tried our hardest to be as pro as possible in the conditions Mm. uh, afforded to us so i think that that was really good but i don't necessarily think that the the and this isn't the organizers by the way this is this Mm. is the community i don't necessarily think that the community is at that level yet that's mm-hmm. really important. Kind of touching on Dan's point is like, is it a sport? Like, I mean, there's been people dragging me on Twitter for saying the word T-sport for like the past three weeks. All sorts of different pricks with shit opinions. Like saying like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> right. I, I, yeah, I've got a really simple answer to that, right? A really, really simple answer. Yeah. Would you love to see, would you love to see a Warhammer event with a $10,000 prize pool that draws the best of the best from around the world to play. Ask like everyone in the chat, everyone on Twitter, just I ask you that question. Because I don't think, I think you'll find some people who are contrarians who want to come up with a reason not to like it. But I think if you said, do you want to see the best of the best play at the highest level? Do, is that what you want to see? And then people would say, absolutely, yes. And it's like, well, you don't just land at $10,000 prize pool, best of the best. It works up through interest and increments until there is a company that chooses to invest that. Well, uh, see, and see, see, the thing is, Dan, is that's what I'm trying to mm, get at. I think, yeah. we're, I think we're dealing with an Uber. By the way, thanks, Jacob Barrow, for donating 10 gift subscriptions. Super appreciate it. While also on the show, how did you do it? Um, uh, like... <laughs> Flexing uh, like Arnie. Yeah. Uh, the point is, is that I don't think the community is even remotely there. 
Like you're mm. talking about a group of people who mainly buy, like you're talking the majority of the community. I'm not talking about the competitive community mm. because they're a different breed. I'm talking about like the majority wholesale community. You're talking about people mm. who just buy miniatures and just like leave them in a shelf. And they think that mm. that's part of the, like that's 80% of the players. The rest of mm. them are like saying that they're narrative players and like bitching when they're like, why doesn't my tree lord do anything? You're like, well, who the fuck are you? Like they're like, what's narrative. a Give him, give him like, a what's stick. A battle he, he does tactic? Like, like it's so, it's so old because the company is old right like the company is, is super backwards it's super backwards thinking super old like like we can't buy digital products man like you can't tell the 20 year old kid that like you we're now going to be a, like there's a really interesting kind of like next 15 years right where you have mm. a generation raised on esports mm. who then play at warhammer as they get into their kind of 20s and 30s how most people get into it when they play it like full time versus like the old group of people who are terrified of literally fucking websites. Nathan, I'm talking about you. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So, oh, some great websites out there. I don't oh, know, I know buddy. I know. <laughs> some like, people might be terrified of them, but I don't. Yeah. And, and you're gonna have you're gonna have a clash of culture over the next fifteen years, where where the community really needs to work out what it wants to achieve. And I guess the community is never wholesale. The term community is dumb, right? There's different factions and different groups inside that community, right? There's some people who want to, I don't know, I don't know what they do. I, I, I literally I don't care what anyone else does. Like there's groups that want to play in sporting teams, and I think those sporting teams really need to address how they want to represent themselves mm. and what they want to be yeah. versus, but like the thing is, is they do not have to be a sporting team. They can be like mm. old seventies footballers smoking, drinking a whiskey on the pitch, kicking the ball around. Like the drinking culture in, in Warhammer is genuinely very real. Yeah. Like it exists. Mm. I don't drink. I've never drank, but it's very, very real. Like people were like, we've had 18 beers. One of them's like, like another player's like, I've been arrested for drinking too much. Like there's the gamut. Yeah? yeah, of things available. Yeah, yeah, like at these events, and you know, I don't think that you really want to necessarily do away with that because I think it's a huge portion of what it is. No. So, like, I don't know if it's really set up to be a sport, right? I don't know if the culture and the community is ready or even willing, mm. or even it's right, or if it's going to be a sport, it has to be like WWE versus if it's wwe you get if it's wwe you get a belt right like the tough crowd guys have where they yeah, have like yeah. a fucking belt and it isn't hey i don't know if you've seen my parents metrics but it's like 32 ai levels deep yeah like you pick a fucking lane like pick a lane man Here's the thing, though, right? Like, I think that it does. It's at the point where it's ready to evolve, where it's ready to grow into something else. And the the whole thing, LLV's kind of flicked onto it. Like, what I'm saying is, it needs to be decided at the event level what you're going for, what you are. Are you the local community event? Are you going for a big grandstand thing? Like, you know, when you said WWE, here's the event that I want to do. I want to put on a, like a couple of grand prize money. Right. I want people to walk away with money, but I want there to be challenges along the way. You know, like your pool system, like what's going to happen is they need to run through an obstacle course, grab a <laughs> colored tag, and that's the pool they end up in, depending yeah, on the right. colored yeah, tag. Yeah, I'll lead to that. Yeah, then yeah. between rounds to decide what 
battle plan they even play, the two players that are about to play each other have to play a game of rock and sock and robots and then throw a water balloon through a target to extinguish a flame. And whoever does that first chooses the battle plan. And you cannot tell me that that would not be fucking riveting to watch and stream. But then, but then don't have four different battle plans to pair into over two types of terrain density. Fuck like, no, the water pick balloon Pick a fucking decide. lane, right, is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> And like, and I, and I do think that there is a sporting future for for competitive tabletop war games. I think there is, and I think there's also a way of doing it so that it doesn't end up with like flat scenery, yeah, like and like impressionist art. Like, I, I feel like you can encompass all of the hobby, i.e., a beautiful mm. painted army on a really nice board. All armies mm. are uh, uh, narrative, so they all work narratively, mm. yeah. And I think you can do that in a competitive setting. And anyone who hasn't watched any um, things like uh, The Rise of Super Smash Brothers, you should go check mm. it out. There's a really good documentary on that and how that evolved. Uh, find out about 2020 Cricket. Go and watch a, uh, a documentary about how 2020 Cricket changed mm. the course of the gaming thing. But the real mm. question is, is, is do people want to drive that and do they want to be a part of it? And is it, should it even really happen? Like, mm. Nathan, what are your thoughts? Like, Nathan, I know you just like fucking talking to your minis and like saying like boogalooga <laughs> stuff. Like, oh, that's a nice mushroom you've got there. <laughs> what do you think? Honest, honest, Indian, what do you think? And chat, same question. And anyone watching, what do you think? No, I, th I think you're right. There, obviously, the there's so many different people that get different things out of uh, touching their Warhammer little people <laughs> yes. so, so i mean uh, i've uh, yeah i've been down to a couple of clubs like where people that's all they can do is go, go down and play a game but they'll play quite often they might play four times a month they might play eight times a month but they won't go to any tournaments or you'll get but then you've got other people that are just hammering the tournament thing yeah. And mm. yeah, so there's the wide scope there, and obviously, as long as you've got the traction and the amount of people that you can. Oh, perfect! Oh no, this he's is joined time. Jacob. This is the oh, time for him to, to no power. We got him. The final. He's, he just, I, it was just like just on the the edge of of profound revelation just as like the mushrooms sank into his brain and he was about to reveal the secrets of the universe the universe was like nay you shall not hear the prophet speak what was the final bit nathan what was the conclusion oh no why did he do this to us why <laughs> what? Is, is it possibly nathan just being like like just raising to mess with you amazing he's just done it just to wreck me right at the end of the stream mm. um so i think i think that i think that that brings up a healthy convo uh nathan any thoughts no fuck um yeah it brings up because dan if we actually if uh, to nathan's point when he said uh that it's a wide house like a lot of the um a lot of the kind of like uk based teams came back to the uk and they were like, we would really like there to be more tournaments with chess clocks. And everyone was like, mm. no, no. <laughs> like, and they scream. And they're like, bro, you need to use it. Like chess clock tactics, like based on all of the players who I talked to at Worlds, were real things. The French yeah. knew how to use their chess clocks really well. 
Yeah, the Germans know how to use it. Like, like a bunch of different teams were like, we know how to mm. use our chess clocks super well. Even like weaponized chess clock timing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. so you're asking a group of players to play in their tournaments locally. Yeah, to not play on a chess clock because it's gonna stress you out because you're at a tournament. But then why the fuck are you at a tournament? Like, there's so much stuff, right? That's to, that you can break down about, like Nathan says, it's mm. a wide gamut. Um, but Nathan, did you have a final thought, bud? Uh, yeah, I was just saying, obviously, once you get enough people in, like, all facing the same way-ish, because you can never get everybody's facing the same way properly. But, yeah, if you get enough facing in the same way, then, yeah, drive it towards that way. And I do think uh, things like chess clocks and sports more sport you know competitive sport way of playing the game it's not a bad way to play the game uh there's no point you don't need people to point at you and laugh at you because you're doing that uh so just you know if they, if you get enough people pointing in that direction let them go and mm. yeah it'll drive itself in that way hopefully we'll see that because yeah it's a it is a fun way to play the game it's you don't you know there's more than one way to touch the little fellas and have a good time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's actually, I, I, I've mm. recorded a much smaller video, so I'm just going to wrap up now. Um, uh, I've mm. recorded a much smaller video about events. I see Jim in the chat saying, I won't attend an event that has a clock. It's fine. Just don't go to that yeah. event. Like, because if you're, yeah. like, if you're unable to play a game within a time, I think one of the, the, the feedbacks I've got from a lot of different people is like, you know, like it, they've learned better how to. But like, it doesn't like it, it. doesn't matter. Like, if you're not playing at that level, like it's like when some people are like, if yeah. there are terrain rules, like oh, like some some people are like, I, it's my first army. What should I collect? I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter. You're shit. Like, collect whatever you like. <laughs> Pete, like, you're gonna get shit mixed no matter what army you play. <laughs> so shit. just be like, like be, just take the ones you like the look of. Close your eyes and be like, ah, shabangabang, beast of chaos. That's what I'm doing. Like, it, it you won't matter for your first dozen events. But that's why that's why some events do so well. I recorded this video earlier, so there's a little small video coming out on the YouTube and as a podcast you can listen to. But that's why some events do so well, like Bobo here in the UK, because John and Johnny were like, all right, it's a tournament, but guess what? Everyone can get pissed. And everyone was like, what? Mm. I'm in. <laughs> yeah? What did you say? Yeah. I'm in. Yeah? Like, if you sell it as, like, a fun time experience, guess what? Mm. You'll have it as a fun time experience. If you sell it as, like, a, a as like a serious event where, like, chess cocks and everything else, like, just understand your audience and sell events to the right people. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, don't, like, heart... I kept people seeing me like, what if only some of the tables have chess cocks? I was like, Why? Like, if you recognize they're needed, just have them on all of them. Yeah? Or don't have I've... them at all. Just have, have, do everyone doing tequila shots off the board. Like, pick a fucking lane. I'm sick well, of I, it. I would say that, like, for me, it comes down to two things. Uh, when, like, when I am com- like, have competed in competitive events, I've played yeah. with and without chess clocks, right? Yeah. I found it much more frustrating when I won or lost games where we only got to like turn two and my opponent had really long first couple of turns and mine were quick because my game my army wins in the late game i was like this fucking sucks now whatever frustrations i had about chess clocks there there's problems don't get me wrong there's always going to be problems but it felt more fair i still had this amount of time to play my game and that I think, which meant that late game armies have an opportunity or more of an opportunity. Um, but all of this, all of the conversation, like 
chess clocks, streaming, everything like that. Yep. For me, it just comes down to a very, very simple conversation that TOs and like the the uh, the council need to decide what is the purpose of an event. And that's not all events. That's by event. Like Bobo, what's the purpose of this event? To play competitive games, but to have fun. If it's like, what's the purpose of this event? To find the best players in the world in a highly competitive atmosphere, then yeah, you probably want to slide in chess clocks. You also probably want to say, if you are, like, there, we won't be asked to stream, you will be on the streaming table if that is what is decided. Like, that's that's potentially where you go with high-level stuff, and then you run the gamut from that right down to your local little store level where you're just playing with a bunch of players and having fun. Uh, I think that it's it's really quite like for me quite a simple answer it, and then that way the players can vote with their wallets yeah also like dan i'm gonna pitch an event mm. to you now right pitch it yeah because i already pitched mine where like you have to fight like i'm gonna it'll be like <laughs> american gladiators there'll be a thing where to get to your army there's thunder in a, like a strappy onesie with a big fucking bommy stick just smashing people around that you've got to get past so that's there's mine one one game of Warhammer the weekend, the rest of it is assault And the, the actual the prize money is in a steel briefcase on top of a pyramid, and you have to play and fight your way to the top to get it. That's that's my event, so pitch me this one, Rob. Yeah, okay, so my event is, it's really easy. It's four-hour rounds, yeah? There's an hour, maybe even a two-hour lunch break, just like we had at Worlds, yeah? And it's just a two-dayer, and it's just four rounds. Because guess what? You just like, you, you you get to the table, like, all right, my name's Rob. Like, oh, I painted this mm -hmm. army. I used blue on this. It was really fun. Uh, here's the story for my army. Um, I'm just hanging out. Like, oh, you moved that. That's very clever. What does your stuff do? No, tell me in detail. Because we've got ages. We've got so long. Just tell me whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, hold on. Let's go to the bar. We've got ages. Yeah, it's super, it's super chill. Right? Like every every like every casual player is like, I can't believe I've got to play in two hours forty five minutes. What the fuck? I'm like, why are you going to that event? Just go to an event where they're like, it's four hour rounds. We're gonna take you all out for a fucking I don't know a curry for lunch. Yeah, just have a nice time. Like, why are you going to the? If you're like playing <laughs> playing games is really stressful and honestly it's really tough. Why are you doing it then? Like, organize another event that's way more relaxed. Like, did none of you know how to have fun? Like, it's blowing my fucking mind. Like, 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 what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> right? Just, like, have two-hour breaks. Like, what are you doing? I'm reading a book. Just fucking relaxing. I'm on a lilo. You're like, wait, you had time for a swim in between two rounds of Warhammer? Yes, I did. Because I didn't play <laughs> in, like, a kettle battery farm, yeah, on a shitboard that was a foot high. Like, I spent yeah. 800 pounds on my army that I painted for a year. And guess what? I might have a fucking Merlot while I play. Because you should. Like, it's just crazy. It's just crazy, man. I have to say, two-hour lunches, I'm not going back. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, see, my event, there's going to be a human catapult where you get fired at a buffet table, and whatever you land on is what you eat. Yeah, someone said yeah. it's going to suck when you win or lose really quickly. You've got a phone. It's got all of the information of the earth on. Learn a language. <laughs> read a book. Yeah? Do a tweet. I don't give up. Like, everyone's like, oh, my game finished early. What am I going to do? Whatever you do with the rest of your fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Time stops? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, anyway, 
Uh, it's been great talking about this. So, so. Oh, fire. I, uh, so when yeah. we played yeah, there are numpties sometimes out there that play this game yeah, yeah. I played yeah. with dragons with Nathan at the team event recently I finished some of my games in like 45 minutes people are like what are you going to do I'm like go get an ice cream sit around just fucking message some people who I like <laughs> just regular <laughs> shit bro <laughs> <laughs> and honestly like think about it uh, The by the time you get to like the last day of an event sometimes you're just like I just, I want to play my games, but I want them to be done. Like, I want to play them. I, I want to do it, but I also don't want to be here for six hours of gameplay. What people yeah. really like is that last 15 minutes when everyone's staring at them to finish their game. Like, people love that. That's the most enjoyable experience at the event. Yeah, Nathan, I, I know. Yeah, Nathan, I'm I know. up for that one. Yeah, I, I like that one. I'm in for that one. Right. Okay. Listen. So, so Nathan's event is only thirty-minute rounds, where <laughs> so that there's multiple fifteen-minute final rounds. <laughs> right. Uh, a special shout out just to kind of wrap it up. I need to thank all of the stream crew. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Adam, and then also Owen. Uh, fantastic human beings. Uh, I don't deserve the amount of effort, and the community doesn't deserve the amount of effort that got put into making that live stream happen and be great. Thank you to mm. the organisers, the AOS Council, the organisers. Tom, Charlie, and the rest of the live stream crew. Special shout out to Adam Slovak uh, and also uh, and all the whole Czech team. I'm going to Czechoslovakia mm. to play Warhammer. Oh, fuck, got that wrong. Shit. Delete. I started an incident. <laughs> Czech Republic. Yeah, we're going. Czech Republic. <laughs> we're very playing. important, Rob. Very important. <laughs> fuck. We're going there to play uh, Warhammer because those guys are mental and I'm up for it. Like, they are loose cannons and I'm in. Yeah, like fucking wild men. Um, shout out to the Czech Republic team specifically anyone who came on the stream or was interviewed by Luke Luke did great um, uh, a special shout out to uh, I think that's everyone I think that's we did uh, organisers yeah everyone just and also to that delivery guy who on the Sunday brought me a mocha <laughs> you little <laughs> legend yeah you little legend you made it all uh, the best um, so yeah thanks to everyone um, and yeah I'd love to know what everyone's thoughts are on the whole process like I'd love to know what everyone thinks about this because I think it only really goes forward if the community wants the conversation to go forward. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Dan, Nathan, you got any shout outs before we go? Uh, I'm going to shout out all of the Silver Death players that are coming out of the woodwork and picking up the new box. I can't wait to set you on fire with Iron Drakes and then chop your little woody people into kindling. It is my favorite matchup, and you bring me absolute joy every time I murder your pathetic trees to burn them into more armor and fuel. Beards. <laughs> okay, perfect. Nathan, cool. what about you? Uh, I guess I shout out the Brotherhood. The weekend thing that I'm doing. If you're there, come and say hello. Yeah, and we can touch little guys together. Perfect, perfect. Uh, I want to shout out the crew. They're all amazing. Um, I couldn't have done anything without them, and that's it. Uh, thank you. Oh, oh, couple of things. Uh, on the flight back, uh, we got trapped in Marseille Airport for 11 hours. I organised a people's revolt at the airport, uh, getting us through. That was it. Was really fun. I then lost my voice for four days, and I'm pretty certain I didn't get the coronavirus, but whatever the monkey thing is. So uh, I've been I've been wiped out. You got a week. monkey paw? Yeah, yeah. It's just right in me, and it hurts. Um, uh, but yeah, happy to be back. Uh, join us again next week where we'll talk about a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and I hope you guys have enjoyed the honest wargamer stuff. Thanks for everything, and we'll see you guys soon. Nathan, Dan, Jacob, thank you. We'll see you guys soon. Goodbye. <laughs>